Mike. Hey, how you doing? I own Doctor Who NFTs. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> damn. Damn, so, damn, Yes, damn. Go so, on, damn. in a by accident sort of way. Yeah. That I will uh, talk about briefly. So, uh, a while ago, <laughs> I mentioned that there was a Doctor Who uh, NFT game. The card okay. game. Okay. That was... Um, uh, Doctor Who Worlds Apart, it's called. And I did a video on it because the cards were... Li- it was literally for like five fake cards. It was thousands of pounds. And it was it, this was, I think, before we anybody really knew what NFT was. Or the, I feel a lot of people know, still don't, to be fair. I feel like a lot of people still don't. But it was that sort <laughs> of like, you don't know why yeah. the fuck that's kind of happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Because um, uh, I signed up for it. I was like, oh, there's a Doctor Who card game coming out. Signed up. And then it was like, oh, it's NFTs. And I forgot about it. Mm. And I was deleting, I was, new year, new me, sorting out my emails. I've cleaned out my inbox. I've never done, it's a clean inbox now. It's amazing. Mm. I've cleaned my inbox out. But when I was going Probably. through it, I saw that they'd, they'd sent a pack of cards. In the thing, it's like, oh, for being a person who's right from the beginning, have a free pack of cards. Right. Because it's got a game attached to it, but the game hasn't launched yet. You could buy and sell the cards. <laughs> oh I don't know gosh. if they're good or not, but you can't play the game. And I was like, oh, it's a, there's a pack of cards sitting in my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like... I'll, I'll open it. I'll click the open button. Yeah. But I middle clicked it to open it in a new tab because that's the sort of person that I am. You're, you're a man. You're a man of. You're a man of uh, many tabs. I've always. I'm thought a man that of about many you. tabs. Yeah. I like many tabs, and then you close them all down at once, and you don't. If you, you know, you don't. You just. just My rule is, if I've not opened a tab for a few days, I probably just should close it without even opening it because I'm probably not yeah. that interested. Yeah. It's a good rule. So, so I discovered that if you middle click, um, mm. it. It didn't actually get rid of the pack. Okay. So I did it a few times, and now I own, I think, a few more cards than they expected. <laughs> <laughs> but these are these are these are NFTs. These cards. I think. Yeah, I think that's how it worked. I can't. Remember, I remember it was all blockchain and shit, and I was like, "Why is it like literally thousands of pounds for this?" I remember somebody was trying to sell a card for like a million, and I checked on it, and the highest sold card is like two thousand pounds for David Tennant on a really rare background for a game you still cannot play. Um, so I thought Oof. that was quite a fun little. So bug. how much do you know? How much what you've got is actually worth now? You've exploited that bug and have no, I only a literal I only money printing it, machine. I only did it a few times. I was like, oh, that's probably shouldn't be working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it worked. But you're, it did. You're, if 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 you know when the when the BBC uh, dies uh, in a few years, it's going to be because Dan extracted all the value. <laughs> I've slept them out from the company. Well, Dan, it's it's not the worst NFT-based conversation about to have on the podcast, I'll be honest. <laughs> For those of you who uh, want to hear Mike's thoughts on NFTs this mm. week, Play, Watch, Listen episode 90 is available. Mm. Uh, and I, I think you should probably listen to that. That's probably that's... A, yes, that's probably it, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're going to say about that. Um, if I had... I didn't know that you... Because I was going to really fucking agree about it. I was like, no, no, I don't... I, I, We've got important shit to talk about we, on this podcast, have, you know. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast, just the facts. This podcast is, like, is you know, I essential listening. Yeah, I accidentally made some cards. I went, oh, that's funny, and then deleted the account. So I don't have the NFTs anymore. I will say, I was like, oh, that... Ugh. But um, I, I, it's weird. <laughs> so you're the joker. You took the BBC's money and then you burned it. I did do that, and then they announced that they were getting rid of the thing literally hours later. Oh, really? The license fee. So I was like, oh, my God, I killed the BBC. You might have done... You, you and the Tories, finally in alignment on something. <laughs> 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 so, 
we're on the we're on the alignment of lots of things. Me and the Tories. I am. Um, uh, uh, well, you both you both aren't that keen on Boris Johnson. But yeah, there's, there's a, that's a good fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, Excuse me, his name is Big Dog, and we should appreciate and use that. Oh, is that true? Is that true? I saw like I saw yes. that, and I assumed it was that's a bit of true. satire. Oh, really? No, oh, that's wow. true. That is that the bright, name he gave himself. He named that himself, and he named himself Big Dog, which is. What I like about that is I have I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who but I have a you, you we're we're both quite quite lefty quite lefty I think that's come up on the show yeah. before yeah. but I have like a mate who's like more lefty than me and he loves to call people big dogs and I know <laughs> this is just gonna ruin that for him and that brings me a certain amount of, uh, <laughs> of pleasure I'm I'm intrigued to see what he replaces it with it'll be interesting to see do you do you do you think that Michael Gove calls himself small dog. <laughs> I don't think Michael Gove. I think Michael Gove will call himself whatever you want for a certain amount of money. I think he'll. Uh, he doesn't strike me as a man of principle. <laughs> yeah. So R.I.P. the BBC. Almost hit 100 years. Um, 2027. Yeah, they're going to turn it into a streaming service, which will get rid of all the radio and news and education stuff. That is actually, you know, well, the radio and the education stuff is the best bit of the BBC. Let's be fucking honest. That's the real good shit. Um, but you know, then you can watch your Strictly Bake Off come dancing. Since when did a democratic country need an independent press? Come on, Dan, you're when living in that? the past, Dan. <laughs> you're living in the past. <laughs> it's actually quite. I was listening to an interview today with Russell T Davies. To bring it back on the Doctor Who episode slightly. <laughs> I think he listened to an interview with Russell T Davies most days, right? I do. It's it's yeah. hopeful. It's basically church at this point. It just gets me through it because I I, 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 I no, I'll get to that in a second. But I, I was listening to this interview and he was saying in ten years the BBC won't be a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Ten years they're turning it into a streaming service. That's what the Tories want to do. It's going to become a streaming service. It's inevitable. Yeah. We've got to start making preparations for it. Mm. He recorded that interview in two thousand and fifteen. I remember seeing, um, I can't remember which year it was, but seeing um, Armando Iannucci doing uh, was, uh, like a, a big BAFTA lecture he did. I went and went along and saw it in person. And, and yeah, that was the entire subject of his talk as well, was those bastards are going to kill it. Yeah. Prepare. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Russell T. Davis has done what we thought was quite a bizarre action of um, moving Doctor Who to an, uh, an outside production company. Suddenly but makes more now, sense. Uh, very understandable. That dude's got a good fucking head on his shoulders. Doctor Who should yeah. be safe. I mean, it is going to feel weird celebrating the 100 years of the BBC knowing that it's going to die really soon. I suppose that's like celebrating 100 years of anyone, really. Um, <laughs> you know, you just, you're like, well done, now you can die. Like, there's nothing else beyond this. No one ever celebrates their 101th birthday. Like, it's just 100. <laughs> hey! And then after that, well, bye. <laughs> Just slowly back you out of a door. Mm. Uh, but there we go. So, so, right. But, Sue, the thing. And yeah. um, uh, I didn't rewatch the episode for this podcast. I only watched it on New Year's. Day. See, I'd not seen it. I, I was in, I was in America, and it was just difficult enough to watch it in America that I didn't bother. Yeah, which I thought was a good. Actually, we're going to talk about other things in this because you've seen Spider Man, right? I have, and and uh, the Matrix, the Matrix, the Matrix. I rewatched so I think... that today to refresh it in my memory because I saw that the day it came out in America, and you know that's like quite a long time ago. So. Oh, I saw Spider Man and that the day they came out, and I have no Spider Man. Spider Man. No, I did see that the day it came out as well. Actually, oh. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I saw. I you didn't rewatch to... Spider Man. Didn't go to the cinema in this plague that we're living in and go to fucking see Spider Man again, did you? 
I didn't go see that again, no, because that would require going, yeah, we went we to Spider-Man at like 11am in the least popular cinema in town with like two oh. other people. It was amazing. I went to see, I went to see Spider-Man at 11pm. I got oh. out at 3am. It was great. There were no taxis. I had to walk home. That's it such was an interesting, syn- emotional way. and literal synergy that I would expect to see in a Wachowski <laughs> movie. Um, we should get back. We should, we should do it. What we should do is we should do it in order of what people are most likely to have seen so that they... So they can leave well, at the point well, where the spoilers do, happen. So, Doctor Who, Spider Man, Matrix. That makes sense. Doctor right? Who, Spider Man, Matrix. I just I want to know how you rewatched it. Did you go to the cinema today, Mike? The Matrix. Yeah. I just kind of pictured it in my mind's eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> sat there and just imagine. You know, I love that you've got this really fucking professional podcast with fucking yeah. Troy Baker. Uh, yeah. The yeah. person who wrote God of War or something, and then the guy who does music. So I don't care. And then sure. you've. Got, then That's you've a lovely. Got... <laughs> I think everyone on that podcast would be very flattered. Um, Alan <laughs> would want me to. No, I won't. Oh, yeah. Anyway, carry on. Go on. You've got, you know, you've got your professional and here I'm professionals, like... my classy friends. You've always yeah. got, you've always got the kinds of friends who you'd go to a posh restaurant with, and the kind of mates you call up when you want to go to McDonald's. And I, I think feel like the, the kind of mate you talk to if I'm the only person left at the bar. That's not true. And it's a shit bar as well. That's... Like a dive bar. <laughs> and you're like, no, the good one's closed. <laughs> but this one's still open. And then you open the door and see me and go, oh, fuck, I hope he doesn't talk to me. I'm like, mm. Mike, have you seen Doctor Who? And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's talking about Doctor Who again. Here's the next three fucking hours. 2022. <laughs> That I feel like that's what this podcast. This is the dive bar podcast that you do. This is the charity work podcast <laughs> compared to your professional. <laughs> You're like there on your other one, hanging out with fucking Trinity and Morpheus, and I'm the little fucking piece of shit kid that runs after you in the third and second films, going, "Oh, Mister Mister Smith." You, you were introduced to the very cool anime. I will say that for you. That's okay. true. That hardly anyone has seen. Yeah, that bodes well for me. Hey, man, like, just... Anyway, we're, we're, let's save the Matrix spoilers till we get there, but yeah, yes. Yeah, we'll do it. So we'll yeah. do full spoilers, but we'll give you a warning before we get to them. Yeah, of course. So, I don't think you can talk. I think Spider-Man, you could have, like, a 10-minute preamble without spoilers, but the Matrix, you just got to go there immediately, haven't you? Yeah. And then you can... Yeah. Yeah. So let's go for Doctor Who. Uh, I hated it. This is fascinating to me, because I tweeted that I liked it. I know, I, I saw that, and I'm wearing boxing gloves right now. <laughs> but I got immediately people responding to me going, oh, that's going to be an interesting episode then, because Dan hates it. Yeah. Did you, what did you do? Did you like tweet that you hated it, or was it in one of those YouTube well, videos I, you I, do, I, No, I knew we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to record because you're in America, and I was like, I could explain that, or I could do something funny, because it's Twitter, yeah. and occasionally I like to, you know, throw... Actually, what I do is I tweet some... I text something to Matt, and then Matt tweets it. Like, I, I have no connection to Twitter. I love the important it. thing about Twitter is that it can never blow up in your face. That's the great thing about Twitter. Yeah. It's a safe, it's a safe place to make a joke. Yeah. So all I said was, um, my mum told me if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Anyway, there won't be a podcast this week. <laughs> okay, <perfect. laughs> I like that I, canonically, <laughs> then, you're now ignoring your mother by doing it. That, 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 that makes me... Uh, no, mum told me to. Mum told me to. It's fine. Sure. Um, okay. <laughs> I got a list. See, as soon as I saw you liked it, I started writing the list. I was like, Troy Baker, all this shit I can bring up. I'm like, yeah, I'll bring this up. I'll bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not afraid to throw the solid peanuts on the bar in your face. That's I the... understand. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it for a very me reason. Actually, I know. A... Can I guess why you hated it? Have a guess. 
I think you hated it because they got the time loop logic very, very confusing and messy and sloppy. And yes. I think you care about that. Yes. That is my biggest fucking... But I mean, you know, you're entering year three of writing a book trying to get it just right. And every yeah. time someone fucks it up, you're like... It's just... So, it was so uh, lo- logically broken. Yeah. That walk I, you through it. What Walk you through how broken it was? Yeah. Well... Actually, no, you, you explain to me how the time loop worked. So so weirdly, and you're going to laugh, but this is genuinely the, the episode of Doctor Who of recent memory that I understood the best. Uh-huh. And had an internal logic. So uh, they're doing like a factory reset or whatever, whatever they called it on the TARDIS. Yep. And it's it's a once-only deal, and this will never happen again, and has never happened up to this point, so any rules that we have in this in the franchise are going to be completely ignored for a bit. Don't worry yep. about it. Winked camera. Which, yep. by the way, totally fine with. Like yeah, totally fine like, with that. I like mean, that the, logic. TARDIS was generated before a, a few times. This you was know, a special it, kind, right? This was a special was, Yeah, this was magical... like a forced unflux. It was an unflucking. That's what it was. An unflucking. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that that triggers um, timey-wimey mess. Uh, the Daleks spot that this is happening, come in, interrupt it, and they... Can I point out the mistakes you've made already? <laughs> Well, let me let me go through the whole thing. Okay. Or, or, or they were just con, you know, coincidentally doing something, but that doesn't matter. Um, they're they're trapped in the they they pla- they trap themselves in the loop with uh, the team uh, to kind of uh, to, to to kill the Doctor because they're fucking Daleks, and uh, and they and there's a time limit because of that that constricting time timeness each time. Um, they have the Daleks have teleporters, so they can they can jump around and, and be more. Uh, clever and quick than the others than the the uh, other characters. I didn't understand why there was sometimes they were mani- they were. Uh, I feel like some of the humans were kind of materializing in the wrong place between. Oh, jumps. we'll get to that, Mike. We'll but fucking get to. That. I could forgive that because by that point I was just so bought in on on these uh, these characters of the week who I got really into. I mean, both great actors, so it was easy to do, and uh, and weirdly felt like the the companions and the Doctor were all pretty well executed. Suddenly. Gave a shit about all of them. I the 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 romance stuff was kind of something that we called out, something we could see in previous episodes, but still didn't feel completely earned. I wanted a bit more time on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, generally, I just honestly got swept up in the adventure, which is what I would kind of want from a good Doctor Who story, is just to kind of be excited to see them fixing a problem. Um, and in a world where that time loop narrative has been done so many times i thought they did just enough interesting twists on it that i that i enjoyed it not high sci-fi but like a fun rip-roaring adventure now tell me why i'm wrong what's that well first of all i guess story-wise what did i get wrong what, what, okay, what was so the logical the fallacies time, i made there the, the time loop didn't happen because of any of the reasons that you said <laughs> oh did it not i thought no. it was a side effect of the tardis bit no that has no? nothing to do with it the, the, t- the i guess time i didn't understand happened. this episode then okay <laughs> The time loop happened because the TARDIS was protecting them. The Daleks turned up and killed everybody. And then the TARDIS was like, everybody's dead. I'm going to loop time now. But I oh. can't do it very well because I've just been reset. Well, in the TARDIS's defense, everyone hasn't died before in this franchise. So it yeah. makes sense that it's been waiting for its opportunity to do that. And um. the ever-constricting time limit, uh, they never established that at all. They never once established that it was actually constricting in any way at all because they always died. They never actually just waited it out. 
they they never I once, see your point. Yeah, they, they don't never know once what waited till is. midnight. They're assuming midnight because it's a very important time. Yeah, yeah, but for a TARDIS, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not <laughs> unlikely to be paying too much attention to the Gregorian calendar, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then, as you said, there was a lot of stuff of people appearing in the wrong place. The fam always appeared next to the TARDIS. But it was ticking through, like... So it was like that first ten minutes was to set up where everybody was. And then it was like, okay, let's do from that point. And for the first two or three loops, they were starting from that point. And then yeah. they have the loop where they go, oh no, this guy dies at this time. If we loop beyond this time, he'll start off dead. And then they forgot about that the next loop. The Doctor was like, we'll just wait the next loop out. And nobody mentioned it. And then it's the next mm. loop. And I'm like, okay, what is it happening does, you, now? You are right that that is like a... Because that's the thing that's that's good in Groundhog Day. And I think um, Duncan Jones kind of absolutely nailed in Source Code which is the kind of the, the idea of grokking. So the idea of like, once you've told, been through the cycle a few times and you've, I'm, oh, I need to watch that movie again. I love Source Code. Oh, but okay. After good you've film. gone through, say again, sorry. Good film. Good film, yeah. Source Code, yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, once you've gone through the loop a few times, you can kind of shorthand it. And yeah. this, you're right, because they kept changing those rules. They A, they couldn't do that. And B, it kind of misses out on what's satisfying about the premise, right? The kind of the... Yeah. Because if, the if they had... watching a play being rehearsed basically is the thing that's kind of quite fun about that genre. Yeah, and then there's I will say there's a lot mm. of good stuff in that episode, but again, it's so badly executed that I'm out of it mm. because it's the the problem is time travel's the one thing I get really obsessive over. Yeah, no, and I, was, I was watching it genuinely. I was watching. I was about halfway through. I'm like, I'm completely into this because for me definitely for me it's like it, i need to know the story well enough to like be able to follow what's going on but more for me i i link up with the emotion and the kind of the thematic stuff and yeah. i know for you it's like no this doesn't work <laughs> none of this none of this is going the way it's meant to and i knew you'd be kind of irritated <laughs> by that um, well I, I i like the idea of a constricting loop i think that's a really nice idea i would have, am i, I really saying that's it. not something that's been done i couldn't think of like another I version of a time loop story where that's been done I couldn't think of a restrictive time loop like that. So I was like, neat idea. When they mm. brought up, hey, this guy dies at this time, uh, then holy shit, this is this is a this is a big scary bad time. Yeah. Um I would have you know I would have done. I would have blown up the fireworks at the end of every loop. Hmm. I would have just I'd destroy that building at the end of every loop, and their thing is they've got to try and work out a way of getting out of the building. Mm. Just that's all they've got to do is get out of the building and the Daleks to get blown up with it. Because that's that establishes a fixed end point, doesn't it? Which is why it doesn't yeah. have yeah. But he wanted yeah. to have the world's worst Dalek aim. Rat tat tat. It's Fucking. it's it's also it's it's also the whole like when you're doing a Christmas episode, you got to have Santa or a tree. Yeah. When you're doing when you're doing <laughs> a New Year's. What's the thing about New Year's Eve? Well, it's fireworks right yeah i mean this one also had a tree and was called elf storage which is a cute joke that it was self-storage but the s that's off. hedging your bets isn't it that's like we don't there's a chance this thing doesn't does come out at christmas we're gonna yeah. throw in a little bit <laughs> but people still have their trees up at new year's eve that's fine i set fire to mine on boxing day as Do the you? rules they ah, i'm done with christmas now set light to it, throw it out the seventh story uh <laughs> window <laughs> That's have you ever done you've got to do this at some point if you ever get the chance to do uh, New Year in Amsterdam uh-huh. it's amazing because uh-huh. every- because because it's because they don't shoot fireworks up into the sky mm-hmm. they shoot them at each other and set light to things uh, and it's 
absolutely terrifying. Yes, I'm aware. I've seen footage of what it I is, assumed was a war, but it's actually... I, it, yeah. it feels... I mean, I'm fortunately, I've never been in a war, but, like, it's... it's <laughs> yeah, it feels terrifying in the moment. It's, um yeah, a mate of mine uh, lives in Amsterdam, and it was... So we were there for New Year's, and I didn't know about it before we went. So, so yeah. at, like, at, like... <laughs> You know, everything up till midnight is like, yep, it's kind of like purge night. Everything up to midnight is like (laughs) absolutely like, yeah, you're drinking, you're playing board games, you're you're partying, there's a bit of music, it's lovely. And then everyone gets, you know, puts their big coats on, (laughs) goes outside and starts shooting each other. (laughs) Me and I've just got this fantastic vivid memory of me and Kerry just kind of hiding under a shop front. (laughs) We were so scared. (laughs) People shooting fireworks under cars and stuff is horrible. Anyway. Sounds yeah, sounds sounds fun. But you sounds should like you should good. experience you know experience other cultures and their experience, celebrations. Experience of, all that uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, well done, Mike, for being cultured. I'm a man of the world, Dan. You this know is, that. This is I mean honestly that story would have played better on the other podcast, not this. Everyone's like, come on, fucking talk about how to do shit. <laughs> oh, I assure you, people uh, people have the same comments <laughs> about our other podcast. <laughs> Don't tell me you watch that podcast, man. You don't watch that podcast, sure. No, no, but no. I did, I did, I did. You know, I'm a good host. I wanted to be like, I was like, all right, some people are going to have questions. I want to know what the answers are going to be. <laughs> I want to make sure everything, and I'm like, if you've talked about it somewhere, let's direct it. I found that, boom. Uh, I didn't realize that it was actually a podcast I could watch on YouTube because I don't know how podcast websites work. They all confuse me. So um, a podcast on you, so it's, you've, you've been on YouTube before. You're familiar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard of it. It's just a podcast with with pictures. Yeah, I like that. I like seeing reactions because, um, although you don't ever seem to make any in the bits that I've seen, you just seem to sit there looking quite pissed off at the camera. I think. Well, you've only watched one specific episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you've got such a serious grown-up Mike face on that I, I couldn't stop laughing. Um, <laughs> that's the face. That's the face I'm always making when we're talking, Dad. <laughs> You, you, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna pull it back. So you, you, oh, yeah. you, you like the guest stars, though, right? They were fantastic. No, Re- well, no. well, what? Ashling B, wonderful. She's fantastic. Very fun. I didn't exactly get sold on her character, who runs a entire self storage place that has only one customer, and he only turns up once a year. <laughs> the economics of it don't fully make sense. That's fair. Fully, <laughs> slightly <laughs> is the word you're looking for there. Um, and I thought Nick was a... Was his name Nick? I think Nick... I can't remember. He was a fucking creep. An absolute fucking you think creep. So? Oh, God, yes. Nothing he was doing was okay. Did not They're, set those alarms off for me. Oh, I don't, dude, it set off yeah. all my fucking, like... I, I was like, oh, shit, I don't... It's like watching <laughs> Noel Clark. Have you seen, seen Channel 4 doing a Noel Clark documentary made by Noel Clark about Noel Clark? That's surprising. I saw that headline today that apparently there's a Noel Clark documentary. It's going to be sort of a, I'm sorry, I abused apparently 20 women that have come forward so far, so assumably more. <sighs> I'm kind of fascinated by the decision to do that. That's very strange. Yeah. On all I mean, parties, yeah. I mean, they try, they're trying to, I think Channel 4 trying to get in on the whole cancelling conversation. Because aren't they the one doing that John Cleese documentary about, let's talk to people who are cancelled. Ugh. 
I mean, I, yeah, we don't need to go into this, and, and uh, obviously I have a horse in this race. Um, but, but You've like, been cancelled, yeah. Mike? Oh, shit, Mike's been cancelled. I've what not, to my knowledge. I've not been on Twitter for five minutes, but but I, I, I yeah, I, I'm, surely before five years ago, if someone was a bit weird, we didn't invite them to parties, right? Like, that's that's not a new invention. Mike, I've but never we, been invited to a party. Oh, oh, Dan. Am I the weird one? You might be the weird one, Dan. I've got a model oh, no. train set for Christmas. Oh, Dan. Wait, oh, you, no. <laughs> you've got a model train. Tell me about this model train set, because I know, knowing you, it's definitely not just like a normal, boring train set. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a hardcore kind of... Quite the opposite. It's T-Gage. I've heard of that. T-Gage is the smallest model train set you can get. I'm going to... Let me they are Google results by diddy little fucking things. Because I don't have uh, any fucking room. Because I, I everything I do, I don't make money out of. I don't oh, have a podcast. Are... Oh Baker. no, dude! You've 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 awakened something in me. I know, right? I'll get them. Oh, they look so good. <laughs> I've got like little bits of furniture and people and stuff. Furniture, but like buildings and stuff to build and put in them. But like the greenhouse fits on the oh. flat bit of a fucking octagonal pencil. They're amazing. Oh, this is because you could just you could just get a little a little coffee table and make a yeah. whole little. You could put it in oh. a suitcase, mate. So uh, oh, I've ended that world. I don't like. It's, it's it's all like it's all uh, got energy and stuff. So they go round, obviously. And yeah, oh. the, the one I've got's got little lights on the front as well. I got a nice city one two five. It's got lights on the front and lights on the back. And whichever way it's going, the lights change color because it's either red or white. Oh no, Dan! Oh, no. <laughs> you have, as I said, you've awakened something in me. <laughs> Oh god, I am the weird one, aren't I? I'm okay Which one with have that. you got? Which one have you got? You've got the inner city. So inner city one two five, my favorite train. Yes, I have a favorite train. Work. Fuck you all. <laughs> oh, this is. Oh, I, yes, 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 yes. I also got the instruction manual for that train for Christmas, which I thought was really fun. Like the proper how it works. Oh, the proper real one. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I'm a fucking. So I also just I finished my first book of the year. I've read, 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 not written. Fuck you. I've read a book already this year. That's good. Well, I've read Mox. The book by John Moxley, the wrestler. Huh. Uh, it's it's a wild fucking ride, man. He's a wrestler who kind of his deal is he comes out and just beats the shit out of people. And you read his book and you're like, yeah, this is the kind of book that John Moxley would write. It's all over the place and it's mostly stories about him beating people up and taking a lot of cocaine. It's f- wonderful. Something a wonderful doing that. story. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful story. Hardly recommended. I'm like Doctor Who, bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back, bring it back. So, so you didn't love that, did you? No, because Nick was creepy, dude. Nick was creepy. Nick was creepy. Okay, I can see it. I can see where you're coming from because of the whole like uh, keeping stuff and in a storage place, yeah, with a post-it note date on of maybe they want it. Like, if you go on one date with someone and they leave a Monopoly board behind, that's because they were running. That's because they were. Who leaves a Monopoly set behind? Who brings Monopoly to a date? That's the fucking question. Somebody who's not going on a date. Oh, Somebody who's like, I'm going to bring the unsexiest thing there, possible. Oh, no. There's, that's, a, that's a quirky date play. That's definitely like a second date. Quirky. Look, I've, I'm married to someone who's a huge fan of Monopoly. Rebecca didn't bust out Monopoly until we were married. That's, you can't. You can't they say I like Monopoly. They from you until yeah. like, you were locked in. That's the big secret that comes out, yeah. Huh. And gets out 40 different types of Monopoly. Like, oh There's God. something you don't know about me, Daniel. <laughs> the conversation was almost basically like that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rekka's now looking at me going, what the fuck? 
How many copies of Monopoly do you have? You even have a fancy Monopoly board made of wood. You bought that. Because I know what you like. I love it. This is very awkward. <laughs> this is very awkward. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love Monopoly if only for how ironic it is, the story of its invention. Yeah, I just I want to. It's it's a parable for anyone who's worried about their art ever being misconstrued by commercial kind of setups. Oh, it's not the best one though, because the best one's The Sims. Yes, the, the Sims is the ultimate anti-capitalist. You don't actually need any of this stuff. Parable, and now it's like have a million paid. The whole game costs five hundred pounds. I £500. don't know if that's true. That's that's true. That's that's what what's his face said. Well, right. Sim Sim City's based on kind of a hyper-capitalistic city planning book. So I'm not and sure. Godzilla, and, and Godzilla, yeah, the two, the two, the two <laughs> the sides two, of the coin, the two things. <laughs> oh my god! If there was anything that summed me up as a person, it would be those two things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the it's the it's the it's a book it's of magic Capers uh, and a Godzilla DVD, magic mm. fit. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, Mono, I think you can bring Monopoly on a date. Yeah, Scrabble's a very sexy game. Scrabble. So, Scrabble's a very sexy game. Scrabble's a very sexy game. Trying to flirt with where you got like a PQFPZ9. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> Trying to flirt. Bust that. Wordle, that's what the kids do, isn't it, Mike? Wordle? I've heard of Wordle. I've seen I've seen lots of Wordle. I unfortunately can't play it because just that bit of me that's like everyone's playing this, I can't play it. I, I'm gonna have to get really into it once the fad's gone. Like I'm gonna have to get <laughs> I'm going to be the guy who's like, much like Vinyl, the guy who's like playing Wordle 10 years from now on this like server that's still up, that's running it. Like it's it's how we used to play video games. It's much more real than uh, than current video games are. I like how it. I like, I like Wordle. I play the, I try and play it every day. I quite like it's it. Mastermind, it's Mastermind, isn't it, basically? Is yeah, that it's right? Mastermind. It's Mastermind, it's yeah. mas- it's mastermind but there's a solution because you can, the first four words or first three words you can bash out can have, just re- remember words and put them in and yeah. then... You've covered most of the letters, and you just work it out from there. And it's just, it's not hard. <laughs> you just go the same thing every single way. You go, uh, oh, it'll be this. The only one that screwed me over was there was an Americanized spelling. And oh. I didn't get it. It's the only one I haven't got so far. That's the problem okay. with indies. They don't put the work in. I, um, <laughs> I'm in that same boat. I've got some stuff at the moment where I've written a whole massive thing. And I have to go through now and correct every British... <laughs> spelling <laughs> it's it's the opposite problem but it's frustrating as hell no I, I, it's something really popular i like diving into it i'm like oh let's see what's mm. why people really like this thing i think that's, that makes I, you a better person than me that makes I, you a better person all, than me we all know that i, I don't yeah. want to keep mentioning troy baker uh, <laughs> i'll be good i'm good i'm being good mike look i'm being good look at my smile as a, a winning smile i presume <laughs> being audio only <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, we don't like webcam. about your smile. I turn the webcam on and everything. We used to do this on webcam. Now you don't even think, want to oh, look I'm at me anymore. We don't. The thing, I, the thing I like, <laughs> the thing I like about your smile, Dan, is when you're smiling, you can't talk. That's what I like about your smile. Actually, it's I think you'll find that I can. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh. Nick was creepy, and I wanted him to die. He didn't, and then the plot dissolved, and I just gave up. <clears throat> at that yeah. point, Rebecca walked off. Rebecca stopped watching. I seemed to go play Monopoly with themselves, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> I tell you this now, you have not played Monopoly until you played against Rebecca, because Rebecca is like fucking championship level Monopoly. 
like yeah. holding out houses. Like, no, I'm not going to go to hotels because if we've got four houses on uh, on a three, then uh, that's twelve houses taken up. That means you can't can't buy houses. And I'm like, oh, you did. That's interesting. That's that's a that's rule. Some, that's a that's rule. Disaster of the game. capitalism, right there. Yeah. I, I um I don't know. I've been in some tough negotiations with some powerful, powerful, <laughs> awful people. I could I could totally see uh I could totally see myself doing that. <laughs> an awful <laughs> off with my wife. That's what. I- <laughs> That's the next podcast. That's the next podcast. These you two, you've got Four a dome hours. for very different reasons. So that's like the it would also it would also be uh, audio only. So we just yeah. have to describe everything in the board game. Just hear a dice rolling. Oh, that's not good. You know, just never say what numbers it is. <laughs> Play along at home. That's what you could do. That's I'll get, I'll get Matt to edit it. We'll say what numbers it is, and then Matt can edit it on a screen. Yeah, I do. I do like. I you know, I do like that as a solution. Just Matt solve it. That's my solution to most things. Matt, I, I just, I, I mean, Matt doesn't actually listen to the podcast, though. No, no. we could just, we could just slur. Like Matt's could, awful. Did you say we could slur? <laughs> I, I said we could slur, slur Matt. Look, Matt, slur I don't know Matt. what happens on your other podcast, all right? But th- on this Stop one, it. we just. Yes. <laughs> 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 I like, I do like. Right, as soon as I yeah. see a tweet these days, I go. Let's see what, how this plays out. I don't, I, I've decided to not go kill. So I was mm. like, you know, he talks about loads of shit in loads of places. Seems like a reasonable guy. Let's leave him talk it out. Mm. Uh, and yeah, no spoilers for the podcast, but uh, it's pretty good. I liked it. Good. I liked it. I'm pleased to have entertained you. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm trying to do this like, there was that thing I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your life. Your tangentially involved my tangential, life. My tangential life. You're my favourite like... 90s sitcom, that My Tangential Life. Oh, I loved it. My Tangential Life, dear. And that's the one with the bear lived with him, wasn't it? That was good, that that's was. right. Yeah. That's right. And it was called Tangential. Yeah, it's good. And that's fans... why I got the name. It's clever. Yeah, uh, I was about to make a stupid joke and I'm sad against it. It was too stupid. Um, so, Nick was a creep and he had a whole self-storage <laughs> thing full yeah. of women's things. And That's you right. didn't spot that as a red flag. I I saw it for what I suspect it is, which is a weird, Murderer. quirky. No, I, 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 I think I definitely saw it through the lens of I'm watching a quirky character written by Chris Chibnall. So I didn't. <laughs> I I saw it as like, oh, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, you know, manic pixie dream girl style thing to do, right? It's kind of a. No, like tropey two thousand. No, it's kinda. a serial killer thing to do. In real, yes, in the real world, it would be. But this is a. Silly He's the sort kind of person thing. who, look, Nick came across as the sort of person who keeps nudes of exes. Well, they gave them to me once. You don't, right? I'm just going to say this now for anybody who's listening. You license do, yeah. nudes while the relationship lasts. All right, it's a license. It's got a shelf limit. It's got. A, it's got. If you marry someone, stay with them. Great game, whatever. But just they have to you have to delete that shit, all right? You, that shit's got to go. That's the trust part, all right? You get it's it's you've got your if you're a good person, you get and rid of that shit. It's valuable what you just did, Dan. It's yeah. valuable. You license yeah. nudes. That's the rule. That's the rule. And if you want to license nudes, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dan's uh... I've got some available. I'll be selling them at the back of the Aldi in my van, like I do every week. The little black curtain around it. I was disappointed at the lack of payoff on the beans. Beans? The beans. They kept going. They did it. They did Chekhov's beans. Oh, the pork and beans the thing. Pork, and they went back to it a couple of times to remind us it was there. Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. 
like you're telling co- me you couldn't have a moment where, like, I don't know, you deflected the shots of the Daleks with a bunch of bean cans, or yeah, or, or someone you made a pretends- little bean can Dalek to act as a decoy. Like, come on, someone pretends their cock's been blown off, but it's just a pork and beans pork. Ex- that would that would be a way you could use it as well. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those usual ways. All, all. <laughs> I think it was Chekhov who who actually suggested that as a narrative che- beat. Chekhov's pork and beans. I think it was, I think it was Chekhov's pork and beans. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, I've seen all of the original series. I don't remember that episode of Star Trek where Chekhov had a gun. <laughs> like it's like a molotov cocktail it's a similar thing <laughs> oh <laughs> um i don't know why Chekhov's pork and beans has got me it's, it's good i'd say what though, the, mm. the the you're right they said that but they also set up her phone constantly going off and distracting like making noise they were like oh, look her phone goes yeah. all the time makes noise i'm like oh cool you're gonna be killed by a dalek because you're Phone goes off, makes reveal noise. you in a big moment. Never happened. And they did, and they did do a revealing herself moment, but it was just her speaking too loud. Yeah, it was just her yeah. going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that was that was loud enough it's for a good Dalek. Impression. Solid. Thank you. It's I tried very hard to not sound anything like the very talented Ashley B, who redeemed themselves from being in that fucking awful Home Alone film that I had to watch at Christmas. No one ha- you didn't have to watch it. I had to watch it. If someone says this is the content. worst thing, I'm like, I'm going to watch this. Don't, you don't need to. You just watch I- all of the YouTubers who did reaction videos and you move on with your life. I watched Aaron from The Office get shot in the eyes with a Nuff gun with pins stuck in the end of it. <laughs> that happens in that film. I, I've not seen it. I, I've definitely it's, I've definitely watched a couple of people react to it. It is like, the most... So they spend the whole act one explaining why the robbers need to rob the house. They're not robbing the house. They're trying to get back their own property because they've realised mm. something they own is worth lots of money and they're going to have to sell their house otherwise. So all the sympathy is on the people who are breaking into the house and then it's like, oh, let's execute their tits off. You're like, what is happening? What is any of this? This isn't... These aren't bad people. It's just a kid that I now hate being a monster. It's a horror film, Mike. It's an absolute horror film of somebody just trying to reclaim their property. I hated it. I'm anyway, sorry for that. I'm sorry. Ashley B was the best thing in that as well. Ashley she's B the best felt thing like in he, most things, in fact. Yeah, so she felt like something, they'd accidentally the cast a human in Chibnall Who. <laughs> That's what she felt if, like. The writing in general just felt so much better in that. And I think part of it, I know, I know, you've got your challenges with it, but better than Flux, I think because he wasn't trying to do, I think he's got a perception of how you write big, important stories that is just to add lots and lots of complexity. Yeah. And I think here, because he was so constrained, it actually shone. The writing, I thought the writing was good in this one. Like, I I appreciate the kind of the, the logical flaws and stuff in it that you're describing, but like, I cared. I was I was along for the adventure. I was excited by what was going on. I thought I liked I liked the Doctor and the companions in this. Although we had the same kind of what's the Doctor actually all about problems that are always there. Yeah, it felt more fun. Just felt it. Just felt like I said, like a like a rip roaring adventure. I meant what I meant on say on Twitter. Like I think it's one that if if people had tuned out the show for a while, it's one that I would point them towards. Yeah, as like watch this in isolation. Like this is a good solid kind of i think it might be my favorite of this this era to be honest okay you've forgotten some episodes from this era because i'm gonna say you know Ch- yeah. chibnall's era's had some bangers that three for it. 
but I mean obviously there was the one this year with the uh, Angels that was great that was fun that was fun I wouldn't consider that in the bangers go for it I wouldn't put that in the bangers we've got uh, it it takes you away wait I can't remember the name of it the one with the frog in a different dimension with the scary house in Norway and the nice yes that was a good one good interesting shit that, I had to on that bring one. up that a list. Good. Fucking Doctor Who episode because that was like. <clears throat> speaking of speaking of uh, lists of episodes, how did this one do with the uh, with the nerds? Oh, I don't know. Was this was this generally well received or? I assume so. I mean, they put a, <clears throat> on the Doctor Who website or the Doctor Who YouTube page. Are you right or am I right? That's my question. They put a trailer out. Well, they like fucking flux, mate. They got. <laughs> they they put um. A trailer out that was like, look at the the critics praise and stuff. It was like three, four star reviews, and I was like, that's probably the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> um, I didn't actually see what the uh, ratings were, the viewing figures. Um, yeah, it's mostly sitting at an eight. It's kind of the default. Yeah, eight out of ten. Okay, which is just seems there's no big like spike at one. I think as well, it's personal taste thing as well. I just really like small contained stories. I always have. That's yeah. definitely something that's like a taste opinion from me. Yeah. Ooh, 3.1 million watched it. That's not high at all, but it doesn't matter because fucking TV doesn't work like that anymore. Um, I can't be asked to see how... I was looking for the episodes that were good with Jodie's one. I like the one that fell to earth. I think that was a strong pilot with good characterization and a lot of good setup. I don't know what the fuck happened immediately after that but there we go um rosa's great love rosa uh love demons of the punjab uh is it is it takes you away yeah it takes you away that's great so that's four really good episodes in the first series second series um fugitive of the jadoon although it eventually amounted to nothing is wonderful Mm. yeah um and now we can't really look at John Barrowman or can we? I don't know. Uh, how do you feel? Um, and The Haunting of Villa Diodati was great as well. Mm. So that, that had two really good episodes in it. And uh, I quite like the first Dalek one. Even though I had some dodgy jokes in it, if I'm rightly. The, the, I vaguely remember liking a good scary Dalek episode. Which this definitely was not. Because the Daleks have never looked more inept than they did in this episode. Where... Oh, God. I loved the chess playing, the Daleks are paying attention and the Daleks are learning idea. So you are, in the next loop, the Daleks have learned all the stuff you're doing this loop and the Daleks can be clever like that. Mm. And in, But that falls apart because in one loop, the Daleks shoot out the elevator immediately and then kick, kill, what's-a-face. Uh, and that's it. That's, that wins. You've won there, but they don't ever do that again. And you're like, ah. Well, this is the inherent problem of time travel. And I think, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to read your book um, because <laughs> it's written by you. So. <laughs> but like, I do think, I do think a certain amount of like logical nonsense is required because time travel is just, because it is impossible. And because cause and effect wouldn't work in the way that a human mind could comprehend. So therefore always time travel stories are going to be stupid. Oh, I'm Until not saying yours, my story is not stupid. It's got really stupid bits in it. It's, you know, 
But you, you, I'm assuming you've aimed for a really high level of logical consistency, though. Oh yeah, fuck no! It's it's the rules are established and the rules are not broken, and that's been the. And that's I'm actually that's genuinely one of the reasons as like a fan of time travel fiction, I'm really interested to read it because I think that's I don't think I don't think many time travel stories can hold themselves like even Back to the Future has some problems. What the time time does fix itself; it just kind of happens a bit slowly. Yeah. Slowly just fade away and change stuff. And yeah, there's a lot I, of... Yeah. It, is, it is a uh, a response to all the time travel I've ever enjoyed um, growing up and all the, the problems I always see with time travel. And, well, why do they have those problems? And then I get to the point, I'm like, oh, they have those problems because you need to write 26 episodes of Star Trek Voyager in a year uh, and I can write one book in three. Yeah. You know, and that's it's literally it just takes a lot of time. But if you put, I was like, what happens if you just put that time in and really try and do it properly? Yeah, and have everything. I wanted a book where when you read it the second time, you go, "Holy shit, I missed everything." And there's so like there's there's a bit I, I gave to the publisher and stuff, and I was like, "Try and highlight what you think's coming back." And they highlighted one thing, and I was like, "Cool, so twelve things in that chapter are important." <laughs> 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 they're like Wait, I get really? very like, yeah. nervous about that like when I'm writing I'm always I, I I think I overdo it and this is why I have kind of an editorial process and have people read it over for me and stuff I yeah. definitely like install neon signs next yeah. to everything saying this is going to be important later pay attention to this and I kind of I always go through a few drafts before I've removed all of those because I think I'm definitely I just don't have any faith in people remembering but um, <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm playing for the people like me. That's what I'm doing. I'm writing... As you should. As you should. Um, that's what I'm writing. Because, you know, when you're like writing, like, oh, who's this book for? Most people are like, oh, it's, you know, for anybody in the whole wide world because they want to sell as much as possible. In my brief, I put, uh, this book is for anybody who's ever complained about an episode of Doctor Who on a forum. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which I think is... But, but is sitting less than three feet away from a piece of Doctor Who merchandise. Mm. And I'm like, that's that, that's it. That's who I'm writing this for. I'm writing this for the fucking nerds. For like, oh, actually, no, and I'm one of them. I'm going to read it. Can't wait. Yeah, I'll probably send you a free copy of it. You know, I wouldn't read it otherwise. Yeah, you, yeah. have you read my first? I'd one? say I would. Have I read it? <laughs> wow. I, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna level with you. Wow. I did exactly what you thought I would. And I flicked through it to find a reference to me. And there's a little <laughs> note next to it going, hello, Mike, or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, yep, yep, you got me, Dad. You you called me for the narcissist that I am. I, well, I had, it was handwritten note, wasn't it? It was, you know, you'd written yeah. a handwritten note in the, in the margin. Because <laughs> you knew. You, knew, I knew. you knew who I am. I knew you were going straight to find you. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Yeah, no, I, I, I will get to it, but I, uh, yes, I continue. To be honest, like, reading anything, like, this is why I've gone so into audiobooks, because at least then I can kind of have them on when I'm, you know, walking to grab a coffee or whatever. That's the only way I can get yeah. through stuff now. Uh, see, I, 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 I take a while to fall asleep, and I used to play games, but this year was my, no, I'm going to read books. Mm. And just do that. Because in the summer, I'm always, like, sitting anywhere where there's sun reading a book. Like, I love taking oh, that cool. time out. That's my favorite thing. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I don't. I. I'm. I find it. I find it hard to just kind of sit down and commit to doing that for a chunk of time. I'm very, uh, very jittery person. Very much need to kind of get on to the next thing, do something. Well, I have um, actual ADHD, so like, fucking come on, Mike, put your game. 
I'm not challenging you on this. <laughs> it's Pretty all much good. Fucking, it took me a year and a bit to write. It's thicker than I thought. <laughs> when it came up, to when it turned up, the first one, I was like, mm. that's like twice as thick as I thought this was going to be. Um, so, as for a word count, and I know it won't be the same thing, but word count wise, my act one of Paradox is the same amount of mm. words as the entirety of Fuck You Video Games. <laughs> Oops. It's a lot of setup. It's a lot of thing. It's a. It's become an epic, but like a low scale epic, which is always my kind of favorite things. Mm. Where it's a, it's just sort of like it's involving everything, but it's sort of like like how you know how Cloverfield felt. You've seen oh, Clo- um, you've seen I've seen Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield. I've seen, I've seen the entire Cloverfield franchise. I have as well. Man, that's a <laughs> shit franchise. I, I think I think the first and second are oh, genuinely excellent. I love them, but as a franchise, they have zero connective tissue. It's definitely like feels more like a marketing exercise, right? Yeah. Than uh, I do think I think it uses it well. I think in the second one, I'll give it credit that it's a. I wish to an extent that it wasn't that it didn't have that name. Yeah, because it is fantastic. The kind of it would be fantastic if you didn't know which way it was going. Yeah. It would be fantastic if you had that kind of mystery and then to have the payoff be, oh no, it's all of exactly what you think it might be. It would be genuinely a yeah. satisfying sci-fi story. Like that would that would have been cool. I would have liked that version of the film, I think would have been even better. But what's there is is, is still a, a that, good tense kind of That kind again of feels like what I think of when I think of a small scale. That's like a really mm. small scale film, but there's a lot of it. large stuff happening in the background. I'm all about the bottle episode. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I kind thing. of... I've made, I mean, I've made a few of them. Like, I love those kind of yeah, stories. I love that kind of shit. And then the third Cloverfield film, what the fuck even was that? It's just well, uh, that clearly wasn't a Cloverfield film, right? Like, there's just a lot of edits I and stuff to make it will just point one. out that the Cloverfield monster is in that film. No, I mean in terms of so you know the story of yeah. the production of that film that's yeah, literally yeah, it made was... without any of that stuff. And well, so was uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Name. It was it was added onto a different. It was like called the Bunker or something. I think, but it was shot. The difference is it was sh- like they made those changes before they shot it. Whereas with the most recent one, it was literally a movie that had been made. Yeah. That they then went back and added those elements in to sell it. <laughs> and you can once you realize that, you can see all of the moments where they've spliced something in to to kind of do that. Yeah, it did not work well. It did not work well. Uh, and that's got paradox in the title, see? It's hard. Hey. I've put it in twice. I've got <laughs> I've got a load of shit to climb. <laughs> I can confirm the Cloverfield monster is not in my book. Uh, well but, uh, I mean but, I'm sure there's I'm I'm sure there's an amount of money that JJ could send you that would change that situation, right? <laughs> no, I'm not that person. He can literally send the world and I wouldn't want it, because I've got a fucking laser vision hyper focus. Like it's gotta be this thing. And it's going to be that thing. Yeah. This is why I like working with a nice independent publisher. Because it's... This has just become a chat. This is no longer a podcast. I want to find out. It's because it's it just... I, I'm literally like, it's I want to do it this way. we for a few weeks. That's why. Yeah. It's like, I want to yeah. do it this way. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. You've already sold the copies. You know what you're doing. And I'm like, thank you. That's thank cool. You. That's yeah. cool. I think I think that's... Honestly, that's good editorial process in general. Is someone who's not working against you, but just trying to make your stuff... Better yeah. than it would be otherwise. That's a good. That's a good editor. I was. I was once uh, in a uh, when I was writing with someone that they <coughs> uh, they said that it's bizarre writing with somebody who appears to have absolutely zero ego when it comes to work. Okay. And I'm like, no, I've got ego, but my ego is about making the best thing overall, not like my bit has to be the best bit. Like it has to yeah. overall be best. 
That's always the that thing. Nice. That's always been the thing with us internally as a company. Is I think the number of times I've had to tell someone who who works for me, like, no, I, I, I get the credit for the good idea anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm. Not it's gonna, called Bithel Games, bitch. Right, and I, I, I do actually dislike that aspect, but like, I, I, but yeah, it's still like, like we're we're gonna make something excellent, and it's gonna be if it's gonna be better because it's not my idea then yeah that's awesome that's fine because i'm egotistical about the end product not about the process yeah yeah I, and i want I, I like i like i love feedback man you give me a bit of feedback i'm like oh yeah what why have you thought this like I even, even really if well. it's, i think this podcast is going really well and you should it, be proud of it thank thank you but why are you thinking that is it because you're in it is it because it's, it's a reflection it, yeah. away from what's currently going on in your life? <laughs> Oh dear, Doctor Who. So, so, um, yeah, I thought Nick was creepy. (laughs) I talked about it for five minutes. We're going to talk more about both Spider-Man and the Matrix than Doctor Who. Totally are. It's fucking. It was was shit. It was the Nick was horrible, and I didn't buy it. I like basically if you got rid of everything, but had Ashley Lee like punching a Dalek, I'd be happy. I thought it was good ideas, badly executed. Kel surprise, mm. that's the fucking theme of the season. Yeah. The theme of the episode was... The theme of the episode was breaking loops, was was pushing through uh, a, a situation that you got caught up in and making a change. No, the theme of the episode yes, was... it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The theme of the episode... Until every character goes through that arc. No, it no. was actually a consistent thematic arc, which the, is the first time the I think I've seen that. The theme of the episode is if people yeah. are pissed at you for committing genocide, commit slightly more genocide. <laughs> That's the theme. I, <laughs> I differ with you on that one. I think it's weirdly, I think it's genuinely like... that's. I think that's why I liked it a lot, was because for me, the emotional and thematic cause of it were working very well. If the, you... the logic, not so much, but... I just... Mike, could you just take a moment out to just... Count your lucky yeah. stars, you're not a woman, because you would have been murdered by now. If you can't see flags that large and red, it's a, you would be dead the, by the, now. The, and, and if I was, you know, if I was uh, falling in love with someone and they started singing occasionally in public spaces, I would be worried by that. But that's, it's a, in a movie, that makes sense. And I think here, I think here that kind of, yeah, as a quirk of the character in a fictional context, I think it's quite fun. Yes, I agree. If a guy was... Um, the, the, actually, the thing that I was surprised and I thought they were building towards was the whole idea of him doing it New Year's Eve each year. I thought there was a certain poetry to him kind of, uh, you know, casting out the old from the last year before the new begins. I, I, I would have... That was my thing, was I thought they were going to build it into a twist where this was actually the place he disposed of things, essentially. Like, it was the space where he let things out of his life and moved on. And they kind of didn't stick that landing, which means that it does seem creepier than I think my head canon. Yeah. Kind she's she's definitely waking up in a nice bath with no kidneys if she's lucky. <laughs> that's if she's that's lucky. Why, that's why he's taking her uh, overseas. You, yeah, you immediately. Kind of, you don't yeah. go overseas that fucking quickly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They are... Yeah, she's dead. Um, <laughs> and the Doctor didn't spot it because the Doctor... We got, it's weird that we're seeing all these like classic Russell T. Davis bits just done worse and Moffat bits done worse like this whole Yaz Doctor thing is I mean you go back to Ten and Rose which was the unrequited love because the Doctor's a fucking god and you can't touch the mm. god it's a god and then you've got Rose who's fallen in love with the god and the they both absolutely adore each other but they can't do anything about it because that's not they know it won't work 
and that's yeah. kind of the the real tragedy. And it comes in after a very long time. You you feel a sense of development. I think the other really interesting aspect of that love story is that it crosses over because there's a little bit of it in the Eccleston era, a little bit of that kind yeah. of I mean, the wide-eyed end, wonder. It regenerates kind of because he snogs her to save her. I mean, that's yeah, romance, baby. That's gorgeous. So it feels it feels like it does. It, there's there's time to sit with it basically, and I think maybe that's part of it is that we know we know there's a shelf life. We know that there's a time limit on this. Yeah. Um, or at least I assume there is. I assume Yaz isn't going to make it into the Russell T Davies era. No, um, I would be very surprised. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming so... that position is ready to be taken by Russell Tovey uh, in some way because it's Russell T Davies. He wants Russell Tovey oh, on something. I'd love to see him come. I mean, I just love him and everything, but I'd love <laughs> to see him come back. I just want to point out. I said Russell Tovey in your immediate sentence was, "I'd love to see him come," and then he just. I mean, I'd be honoured. <laughs> I think you and Russell T. Davis share that because if you've ever read The Writer's Tale, Russell just talks about how much he fancies Russell Tovey the entire time. I think I think <laughs> I think everyone who would be inclined uh, towards Russell Tovey fancies Russell Tovey. I think he's he, and, and probably some some people who would would not care to admit it would be yes. I think he's a he's a he's a very attractive fella. Yeah, weird. He's got that weird British attractiveness. That I, I'm always he's 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 he's, he's, he's <laughs> he he and i can say this as a fellow potato-faced man oh yeah he has something of the potato-faced british guy yeah about him yeah um but he's he's making it work better than i am so i will I yeah sorry judgment. mike he definitely is yeah yeah that's fair enough. <laughs> there's a reason you're it's behind the scenes me him and the protagonist of bully that's the those are the potato-faced <laughs> men and uh he's he's making it work his uh, name is right. jimmy hopkins and you should fucking know that if you're on a podcast with me by hang on, by the protagonist of Bully, do you mean the bull from Bullseye, or do you mean the because he was called Bully, <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> I do, I do. I mean the cartoon, you mean the, the cartoon, cartoon bull, bull. who was really what, fucking I mean. strict about his spelling. Dan, do you seriously believe that any of your audience knows who the bull from Bullseye is? Yes, I absolutely do. Surely your audience is like a good 10, 20 years younger than us. My, my Game of the Year awards happened, and my worst game of the year was the Bullseye game for Switch. And a lot of people oh, went I see, so it. that will have been... Uh, it's, I, I, don't listen to yeah. your, uh, I don't listen to your uh, Game Awards, because I got bored of listening to the first episode. You say, obviously, Mike Bithell's not going to win anything. <laughs> and I just was like, I'm not going to listen I, to these anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I personally attacked. Yeah. I can't give you anything. I mean, what has he released this year? What have I made, though, you really? made. Yeah. What are you mm. making next, though? Because, oh, before we get into the spoiler bit, you're hiring. I am, yeah. If anyone's listening to this who'd like to work with me, uh, we got loads of jobs up, yeah. Like, a lot. Like, I, like it's a lot, Mike. What the fuck are you it's playing at, Mike? I'm, play, I'm, I'm playing <laughs> at building a massive game studio for some reason. Mike, it'll all come together. Is, the, yeah. is this just to deflect people when you're like, oh, I'm going to start abusing... Is this what's going on? Is this the start of the fall? Well, because, you know, you get... What? You get, like... You, I think that's yeah, what game studios it. get built for these days. It's because someone really wants to abuse someone. Like, I know, I'll make a game studio. <sighs> Damn, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, I could have gone the abusive way or the NFT way. Which would you rather I went, Mike? can't answer that yeah i know I can't answer that. no no dad i'm not hiring no, okay. as a cover for abuse um <laughs> jesus christ oh this podcast i love it still, still like my it favorite too. podcast i've recorded this week um yeah. <laughs> see the joke's yeah. funny it's good the to joke's laugh. funny it's true no i um i'd say it's cool we're, we're making something ridiculous and it's yeah i mean to, like uh, to a massive point. scale compared to what you're normally making for 
So yeah. that yeah, we're trying to build. We're trying to build both in terms of the the, the team and and the thing we're making. So yeah, do you crossed. think somebody who's listened this far into the podcast is mm. somebody who you'd actually want no. to work with? No, anyone listening right no, now, okay, I, no, I wouldn't want to work with you. No. Yeah, I was going to front load it, but um, I didn't. Yeah, it's a waste of opportunity, really. Yeah, I like <laughs> no, to put it in I'm the sure, middle. I'm sure, I'm sure there are good, talented people who listen to this, uh, <laughs> and to both of you, uh, please feel free to. <laughs> I'm talking to you specifically, the listener listening to this. Everyone else who listens to this, they suck. But you, you're awesome. No, you're um, not. You know you're not. Don't <laughs> let Mike lie to you. He just wants your job. Uh, so if you have listened this far, put orange in your CV when you send it to me. <laughs> oh, do you know what, though? I Yes, do. Because it goes through, like, as with most things, it won't surprise people, it goes through a few filters before me. I love the idea of, of, of the people looking at CVs. And what the hell? Why do, why do half these CVs have the word orange in them? Please don't spam them. They're they're uh, hardworking people, and if you spam them, that will uh, make their lives harder. So, if but if you're serious about having a job, I would love to uh, love to see your CV. Got any yes, writing positions? That's great. I'll take a writing Say, position. Um, no, all right. Oh, I don't believe in writing. I hate oh yeah, I forgot about it. You don't. You yeah, don't I'm do. all about the gameplay. No, don't do it. Yeah, you write using one of those like little foldy outy triangle things that girls used to make in primary school, and you're like, what's the? Oh, um, yes. What's it called? Magic. You know that because it's a base in origami. Fortune teller. Fortune teller. Yes. It yeah. is a base in origami. I like, I don't know. I used to have a massive book of origami and I folded every one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Even a hard origami is like the work. Because I couldn't afford the fancy paper. So I'm doing like plain paper, which is a nightmare. <laughs> that was always. So this, this, I genuinely ran into this because um, for Christmas this year, uh, Kerry got me uh, some like high level origami books because oh, I've shit. always wanted to go back to it. Yeah. And she also got me, like, good origami paper. And I was using it. I was like, this is brilliant. Because, like you, I was the yeah. one. Do you do the thing where you had to, like, you, you folded it so you could tear off the bottom to make a square of an exactly. A4 sheet? Why would we always tear it? We could have just cut it with scissors. We could have tear it into a square. We teared it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a uh, yeah, paper that my dad stole from a paper copy, uh, photocopier at work. And, uh, Same. <laughs> and, uh, Still in the wrapping. But it was, I was, but it was so thick that, like, it's amazing. Have you, have you tried using like proper origami? Oh yeah, no, yeah, it, it's oh, like fucking. Oh, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> you just thought, oh, that was easy. Yeah. Just, in no other podcast, you get this diversity of topics. Seemingly it's, at random. I don't know how lucky they are. <laughs> Seventy GSM paper. It's just. Like in my day, you, you, that's that's how you got your forearm muscles was folding an A4 sheet of paper into a. Origami. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I talked to you with shit, and you're wrong. Um, let's. <laughs> you're wrong, but only because you've clearly never spoken to a woman, and I'm okay. You know, or somebody who likes time travel. <laughs> like, I, I do not like the accusations that are flying around in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, hang on. Now I'm seeing it. Now I'm putting it together, Mike. Signing up for a big games company. You don't spot the red flags. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Oh, dear, Dan. Mike. Oh, dear. Oh, Dan. Oh, dear. Oh, Dan. <laughs> I, I, I Welcome can, to I, the last episode of... Uh... <laughs> are we going to still be doing this when Russell T. Davies happens? Yeah, of course like we are. I happier show. Yeah. I mean, good. we've got two more this year than one November next year, so we'll be all right. Like, we <laughs> it's not... I don't think it's frequent enough to obliterate your career. That's why I think it's... Is that intentional on your part? That's the yeah. Drawing the yeah, yeah, definitely. I have a lot of say in the frequency of Doctor Who production. 
Nice. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, fuck it. I, I've just got headlines. I was in bit hell. Um, anyway, carry on. We'll... we'll... <laughs> I do. Uh, the, my favourite thing is though, is because the internet is forever and unlimited. It's, I'm not setting up NFT jokes. I'm really not. That's just. It sounded like you were. Like, I know. Oh, really, I know this will last that. forever, and if anything ever goes wrong, people are going to fucking throw this out there, and it's going to be like, oh shit, no cube knew something. <laughs> oh dear. I do not. I'll be honest. I listener. Hey listener. How's it going? Welcome to hour <laughs> two of the podcast. Um... <laughs> I I came into this podcast with concerns that Dad would make some jokes that would be awkward, and I'd have to kind of smile through and keep going. <laughs> Little did I know the kinds of jokes that Dad was going to be making and where he would go. Oh um, dear! But that's what I, I you love about me. That's the that's it is the, what I love about you. Yeah, that's fair. It that's is fair. that I don't have that sort of because I because I, I it's it's always it's decency. also something yeah I don't have Human filter compassion. or decency because I want it back the other way as well when I fuck up which I don't because you know um, no. yeah I, I've never fucked anything up in my life to be clear I haven't <laughs> fucked up Dan <laughs> you, <laughs> so I will put that out there sorry I'm thinking about your future up. fuck ups when inevitably you Activision Blizzard this shit I'd like to point out. Yeah, Mike does actually come on these voluntarily. There's no payment here. Mike's not here just because it's a... <laughs> but... now, up till this point, I have. Yes. <laughs> Should we chat? Should you want to change the topic to Spider Man? Please. <laughs> it's got you've got to be a bit devilish and fun. It's good, isn't it? You should hear some of the yeah. shit I was saying. No, in my no, it's, it's first rule of comedy. Yeah, first rule of comedy: uh, accuse your friends of uh, terrible, terrible, horrific <laughs> crimes. <laughs> Yeah, that is like that's the funniest shit. Everyone loves that. You know I love you, Mike. You know, yeah. I, look, I'm gonna say this now on record. Mike <laughs> Bithor's never sexually molested me. That's very big of you. Thank you. you yeah, I've never met him, but also have we never? We've never actually, we've never actually never met been in the room, have we? I, I'm scared of you, Mike. <laughs> I genuinely think if the two of us did spot each other at a thing, we'd both be yeah. so shy and awkward we wouldn't go and talk to each other. Yeah. There'd just be like a little... That way it would be is across the room there'd be just a nice little polite nod of respect to each other and we go about our day. Like, That's like the end be. of Batman. The third Batman. Exactly. Yeah, Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, exactly like a raised a, drink. Nolan's Batman, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just a respectful like, good on you, and then move on. Yeah. Have you watched the most recent series of Always Sunny? I've not. I exclusively see Always Sunny in the last half hour of every flight because it's always on every plane. There'll be two episodes, so I've watched them out of order, like in <laughs> in, in half hour chunks as I'm landing in in planes. I love. I do it. love it, I but I save amazing. it for that purpose. I think if I watched it on a TV now, it would be weird. I've seen all of it a thousand times over. It's the show that you can watch yeah. forever. It's getting to a point where they're really starting to give the characters meat. As it were, like, give them something to do as, like, character development. But it's, like, extreme and it's amazing. This show is wonderful. That's yeah. a show that is just literally going from strength to strength. Also, um, in, in this series, you get to watch uh, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen televised. And it's Danny DeVito and he eats something. And it is, I literally... It was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I. Oh, is that the wrestling episode? No. Oh, okay. This I, is in the new. That I watched the other, literally watched that a couple of weeks ago oh, on the plane. With I the Trash it. Man, I love that. The Trash so Man, much. that's amazing. That's such a beloved 
And with um, they love wrestling. I love I love Piper, a thing where you can see that they Rudy actually Ronnie, love wrestling. What's his, what's his name? Rowdy Ronnie Piper. Is that the name? Yeah, one of them's in it. Yeah, yeah. As the maniac. Is he the yes. maniac? Yeah, he plays the maniac. I love I love the conversation where it's like, yeah, just like fifty dollars, and I'm like, oh, that's really cheap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. The wrestling for you. Um, yeah, if you like the maniac, you might like Mox, the book by John Moxley, available in many places. I love the I love that you've plugged that book more than you've plugged any of our projects on this show. I've plugged you wanting people to jobs. Oh, but I don't I've want plugged you to your fucking still listening to this down. Your audio book that you've got up on the wrong order. You're already a play thing, book hybrid thing. I do you know what? Go to the website. It's been flipped because you pointed Have out. Have you now? I did. I fixed yes. it. That's uh, <laughs> North Star Rising, my sci-fi podcast uh, book. It's good. Quite I fun. will say, if you listen to the last episode first, it does ruin it a little. Yeah. No, that would probably happen, yeah. I just love the idea of you sat there going, that's an interesting thing he's going for here. Yeah, I was like, thing. what? It's a lot of... Is this set up? Am I got to remember all this? Who are all these characters? Yeah. Why have they not been established? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This feels like the final. Is he going to come back to this at the end? Wait, it's ended? Oh, I see what I've done. It was good. I liked it. It's always good to listen to things in the order of six, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's the best way of doing Star Wars, I've heard. (laughs) Um, And Spider-Man. Spider-Man is always best. So are we just jumping right into spoilers on that? Should we just go spoilers for Spider-Man Yeah, so full spoilers from now on out for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Well, that's not what it's called. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's keep on Spider-Maning. Spider-Man Home Alone. Never stop, never Spider-Maning. Spider-Man. Have you ever seen have you seen Popstar Never Stop Popping? Oh, too many. Oh, have you seen the have you thing. seen like the almost entire other movie of all the bits they cut? No, I have fucking not. Where the fuck is that? I want to see that now. I think it's on iTunes. Like the 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 deleted scenes add up to about an hour. Alright, I've got to buy that, I'm sorry. It's a, it's it's got in my I've seen it so many times. That is an amazing film. I love that movie. That's yeah. an amazing film. Just, just oh, did you see? Um, you saw Palm Springs, right? No. Speak. <gasps> oh. That... Oh, I'm oh. very excited. Everyone oh. who's seen Palm Springs is going to be very excited for you in this moment. Oh. Palm Springs is it's Sandberg. Uh huh. In a time loop movie. Oh my god. Okay, well, that's the best thing to come out of this. See, this is why I do this podcast. <laughs> You're going to love it, man. You're genuinely going to love that film. I'm very excited. Oh, next time we're like, well, actually, the time loop wasn't established very well. You know what, though? It's got it, it's more consistent with its rules than uh, Doctor Who was, so I think you'll be all right. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I feel like you giving that Doctor Who episode a seven is just the proof that you're like... I did you're... give it a seven. I said I loved it. I, I would give it like an eight or a nine. Okay, let me just, uh, let, 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 let me... Let <laughs> and then you start accusing me of systemic abuse. Um, I mean... So... <laughs> I mean, you did, yeah. you did, you did... Go on. I've just realised you yeah. you did text me seven. Who the fuck could Chris Chibnall nick the script off of? No, I didn't text you that, did I, Dan? What was your text you sent me before that, Dan? Evening-y time. I, I've what already... I've, that was all I said. I've only just what clocked that you meant... the thing I said? clocked I was seven, as in, let's clock it seven. I thought seven, I you thought it was a seven out of ten. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. No, I meant I meant let's talk at seven, because you'd asked me what time you wanted yeah, to talk. Yeah, and then the next thing I asked you is, what time is best? And then you said seven again, and I haven't clocked that yes. until right now. Yeah. And then and now that's and now we're here. We're in the recording. Yeah, and it's half past eight. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and we're a third of the way through. I'm, oh, I'm interested to work. see. Actually, let's before. Mm. Okay, let's do mm. Spider-Man out of ten, and then the Matrix out of ten, just to see where we are. You go first this time, because I, I put it all out there first. Well, I'll go first on one of them. Go on. Spider-Man's a ten out of ten film. Yeah, it might be. I'd, I'd go a bit yeah. lower. I'd go 9 out of 10. I mean, there were... It wasn't perfect, but it was very, 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 very good. Okay, Matrix? For me... Because it's, it's been universally panned. Let's put that out there. Yeah, it has. I think they're all wrong. I, th- I Well, no, that's, let me be clear. I think, I think... I get why people don't like it, but I've now seen it a couple of times. Once in the cinema and... What, sorry, once on TV in America and once in my head because it's not been released in the UK yet. <laughs> Um, and I would say, <laughs> I would say it's, I think it's, oh God, for me, if it was a video game, it would be one of those video games that's like an eight out of 10, but really interesting. Oh like, yeah. I, it's I, the, I it's it the, there. it's the experiments that don't entirely work. It's the mirror's edges. They tend to get sevens across the board. Yeah, it's I a mirror's edge. Yeah, exactly that. It's a, it's a mirror's edge. But it's, I it, adore it. Yeah. That kind of, you, you so you're going well. for that vibe. Oh, I, the, that's where I am. Well, well. No, I love that film. I love The Matrix. I, I give it a fucking nine or a ten. I adored it. That's going to oh, be interesting. Excellent. Okay, interesting. Okay, so it's going to be a very boring podcast now. Yeah, basically. Oh, good. You can all leave. I'll ju- I won't make yeah, any more jokes. I wouldn't either. listen to this point. I wouldn't listen to this point. So I'd go listen to North Star Rising because that's better. I think. <laughs> and given how long I think we're going to be here for this podcast, we probably listen to the whole thing anyway. It's better, and now it's in the right order. And now it's in the right order. <laughs> all the right notes. <laughs> It's not particularly, not necessarily in the correct order. I watched that. That's Christmas. a Morgan and Wise reference that no one will get. I got you it. You watched it, did you? Yeah, I, I've got all Morgan Wise, my favorite fucking comedy duo. So I've seen everything they've ever done ever. And that lost episode, I was in hysterics through. I fucking oh, wow. love comedy of that era. Any any time someone's like, oh, you can't do comedy anymore if you can't make jokes about these people that are having a horrible time. You look at that era and you're like, no, look. <laughs> look at this. Look at the two Ronnies. Look at the two there Ronnies. Must, there at- must be some stuff we're forgetting from that era. I refute all that's been like those episodes have been quietly removed, surely. I mean, no, because I've surely got it they all. must have done some dodgy stuff. I've got it all and I got it early. So I you know, I've I've got all this thing. There's there's a few bits that you go, eh, it's kind of thing. Like in that lost episode of Mock and Wise there at Christmas, they had a a, a scene where they've got um, Ernie's building a. It goes into his shed and builds, like gets these boxes and builds a thing. And he comes out with a beautiful woman. And uh, Eric, looking over the fence, jumps over, gets a box, builds it, and comes out with a beautiful man. Uh, but then he goes, "Well, you win some, you lose some, or something." And then just arm and arm walks off with the guy. And I love that. That's that's quite progressive for that fucking era. That's like for the first mm, series yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's funnier cool. that way. It's not. It's not like ugh, ugh, repulsive. It's sort of a like, well. <laughs> there we go and I thought that was quite it's quite a, for that era that was a nice positive sort of thing I mean there's there's nice. definitely some sort of dodgier jokes and stuff in those things of course um, Only Fools and Horses first episode is difficult to get through um, <laughs> a lot so I've heard from mates <clears throat> I've, I've got I've got one friend in particular who watched it and was like pretty freaked out by all the racial slurs in there and just like I can't watch this these for, as he put it the people who made this don't like me very much so i don't really want to watch what they did which is totally a reasonable uh it's weird it's i response. would and i know i'm the absolute wrong person to disagree with this because that presumably is somebody like who the, the yeah, thing's yeah someone down. someone who the terms would be leveled at yes but it's yeah. a show that as 
Because those words were in vogue at that time. That's the language that people in the area used. Sure. And as that show evolved and those the language rules changed, Del Boy was always pushing for progressiveness. Okay. Yeah, I mean I've not seen I've not seen them since I was a kid. It, it so. was a show that never went back to those words when they sort of cuz De- the character okay, of Derek Trotter play them. If a single character went up to Derek Trotter and actually I find that word offensive, Del Boy would stop using that word cuz that's the character that he is. That's yeah, that's interesting. And there's always a more of a push towards him because he's always up, he's always ear to the ground. He's always got to be the yuppie, you know, when they came along. He's always got to be the scene. And so he's mm. using words and stuff. Honestly, I know people still fucking use because, you know, that's the language that people grew up with. And he uses those. And then as they fall out of thing, he doesn't stick with them. There's no like, oh, no, I use this. I identify. Blah. He goes, oh, shit. Mm. I, you know, there's never like it's never public or anything. It just silently fades away mm. because it's a character that has not a malicious bone in his body. That's kind of the whole point of. I see your point. Yeah. I mean, it's also if the cast is you know it shows off a decent london you know there's mm. sort of there's um you've got a, a black family in it you know yes which is just sort of you're like oh okay because it's like in london it'd be weird it would be like saying something in like new york in sort of like the late 90s early 2000s and not having any black characters until like the night series they would no one would do that though no one would do nobody that. would do that that would be a horrible nobody thing to would do. do that i'll tell you what wouldn't happen you wouldn't see that show being very popular nowadays would you yeah that show would never be very popular. You wouldn't see a, a whole new generation of uh, people getting into it. You wouldn't no. be walking into supermarkets and seeing T-shirts branded with it at this point. We'd be, no. we'd be shunning that show. Absolutely would be shunning that show. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, so... Uh, I mean, uh, and as an example, there's a, there's a gay character in one of the episodes. It's one of the episodes mm. where he, he meets Raquel. It's the, is it the Jolly Boys outing? I can't quite remember now. But they, get, they, get, they go to Raquel, who he's met, and then they're broken up, is with this magician... And he adores her and stuff. And then he thinks that he's been violent, etc., etc. Or he thinks he's doing something. I can't remember. But he goes and beats the guy up. And then the guy's like, no, I'm not. I'm not dating Raquel. I'm gay. And Delroy goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's, it's he's apologetic immediately. There's no like sort of, oh, you're gay. Oh, anything like that. It's just immediately sort of like, oh, shit. Like, I've okay. definitely got the wrong end of this stick. I'm so sorry. And he feels like an idiot because he's been an idiot. And then, okay. I need to. I need maybe need to give them another chance. Fair play. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of. It's my it's my favorite TV show. I, well, I think it's the best TV show. It's that or Porridge. They're the two best TV shows. Um, you know, and it's sort of the character. I could talk forever about how Dale Boy is the best character in all of fiction, because he's so good. But he does it in a. Bat- I mean, all of his dealings are dodgy. And he was always running away from the coppers and stuff. But he's always got this heart of gold, and he's always constantly pushing what's right and there's no it's and yeah. it was this john sullivan was always very progressive and stuff i mean if you ever watched the thing he did before it um citizen smith with uh robert Lindsay. Oh, did you just, did you, oh i didn't know that yeah one episode of citizen smith is called only fools and horses huh and that's all about sort of you know it's got very progressive values and stuff so it's a very progressive show it's just it, it's of its time but they never use that as an excuse because as the time changes the show changes and I always thought that was quite... And then they sort of brought it back for three episodes of crap. But it was... You know, it's a... I will always defend... And I know I'm going to... That's the hill I'm going to die on. And that's the hill I'm going to be cancelled on at some point. It's been going, you're wrong! Person who this directly is affected by. 
versus me, the white guy with not a horse in this race. Um, I will never say they're wrong, but I will argue that it's actually, it's a show that was very supportive of showing the diversity of East London at that time. Um, so Toby Maguire's in the new Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it made me cry. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to be in it. Did you? Did you not know they were both coming back? No, I heard like a rumor about Andrew Garfield, and I was like, "Oh shit, maybe Andrew Garfield. That'd be really fun." But I, I don't. I try not. I go to Marvel as like blind as possible, and I was there I like, like that. I I didn't, and I really ruined it for someone by telling them. Um, <laughs> oh bless you. Because I didn't realize. Because I thought everyone just watched the trailers like I did. That was a lesson in. Well, I saw the, the trailer works. and I was like, "Oh, they've got some of the bad guys back," but then I thought like getting those rights and doing this thing and how much they've had fuckery with Sony in the past and stuff. And I was like, yeah. I can see maybe like a little cameo at the end by like Andrew Garfield or something, but like, I don't know. Um, but you know, Andrew Garfield came out and I fucking popped. And right, I'll, t- I'll set the scene. I'm in the cinema with uh, Matt and uh, what? Cause I was staying around for Christmas and it just came out just before Christmas and behind us were two people. And that was it. That was the whole thing. Cause it was like 11 PM at night. Yeah, similar with me. Yeah, um, and when Andrew got when Spider Man through the background, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, he looks a bit different, and he had the big eyes, and I was like, <laughs> and then he steps out, and as you know, I literally I popped like I probably I got my feels. Like, oh god, that's amazing, <laughs> I, and I've never had that. I, like it's a very American reaction. I tried not to make any noise, but I had to, you know, there was a physical reaction to it, which I've never had. That's the interesting thing about going to cinema in America, right? It's yeah, everyone vocalizes in a way yeah, that sounds I, very strange I, to you. I hate that. And you're all wrong, America. <laughs> You've got a lot of stuff wrong, America, with the guns and the healthcare, but the cinema mm. clapping is the worst the thing. Talkie, the talk, talky cinemas. Talky cinemas is the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, say they see a film, shut the fuck up. But then, <laughs> so I was like, oh, they got Andrew Garfield, that's really fun. And then they do the thing again yeah. and Toby Maguire comes out and I just fucking cried. Because he's my Spider-Man. <clears throat> he's, my, he's the guy who got me in his comics... Well, not comic, comic book heroes. I don't fucking like comics. Comic book films. Like, that was the... Spider-Man 2 is one of the best films I've made. Uh, we all know that. Yeah. That's a fact. And I just... <laughs> it's just... It really... It, it, it properly... I had a proper, heavy emotional reaction to it. Yeah, no, it was a really... That was a big punch. I didn't have that directly, but I was sat behind someone who lost their goddamn mind. It was, <laughs> it was just like a very... I got like sympathy thrill from it like yeah. i was like i was like oh this is awesome for that guy there so i'm now enjoying it yeah, <laughs> yeah. um wrestling yeah, it was a good moment <laughs> and just from a like the crazy thing with that film for me was how well written it was oh like, in terms sad. of like it basically resolves through essentially three trilogies all at once yeah three different brands of spider-man three things that yeah. we thought we would never like two of which we never thought we'd see again and we see all of those threads getting cleaned up and finished. Yeah. Especially with Garfield. I think Garfield's Spider-Man is the one that benefits the most like yeah. in terms of like giving giving him his third act and just finishing off that character and then kind of in retrospect making making that whole thing work. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. Tom Holland knocked it out of the park. That was an incredible, oh, course, yeah. incredible bit of acting throughout the whole film. He really, there's a lot mm-hmm. of, they did a lot of stuff I wasn't expecting. I want to point out, Star of the Week goes to all the villains they brought back because none of them missed a beat. Especially William Defoe, who just... God damn, that guy's a fucking terrifying monster of hate and then a lovely old man you want to pet. 
in the same fucking scene. It's... I'm glad they got rid of his mask. That, mm. that was my big thing. I'm glad they got rid of his mask early on so you could see his crazy eyes. Because I think getting that face and putting it behind a scary mask was a bad idea. Yes. And having his... To, to the extent that I wonder if that was the original, in, if they were if they were ever if they were originally intending like more of a makeup approach because otherwise why do you cast him right yeah like it's yeah yeah it's a bit I, I, weird. I do wonder if the studio made them do a didn't just didn't have faith in the idea of like a makeup solution but yeah it was good with the with the hoodie becoming the cowl and stuff like that yeah it's like oh i see what you did that's clever there's yeah. a lot of yeah i mean um uh, dr rock i can't remember the guy's name because i think that's the only thing i've ever seen him in but he was again terrific immediately as well they're just all immediately it, yeah. it, it was I, I know it's the thing but it, it really is uh, it properly just made me it took me back to those sort of characters that I've fallen in love with and remind me why I love them sure and it sort of it pushed forward the current characters and it finished those ones. it felt like last year was a year where we, that happened three times to me three things that I really hold dear got a really nice sort of cat send off yeah um, with The World Ends With You because the sequel to that game is amazing yeah. uh, Psychonauts 2 which is just <laughs> beautiful, yeah, it's lovely. And then that Spider-Man film, which just did well above and beyond. Into it, just felt yeah. it felt like an impossible film mm. to get that because we know that Spider-Man's been a tricky sort of IP for Marvel to keep a hold of and stuff, and to get that sort of, I mean. Imagine if a fucking time traveller came back after you'd seen that first Tom Holland film and went, yeah, Aunt May gets killed by William Defoe as Green Goblin, who's the same Green Goblin from <laughs> Tobey Maguire's one. And you're like, fuck off, you fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> if you read that as a rumour on a game on a on yeah. a games website or a movie website, you wouldn't believe it. I um Yeah, it it feels if yeah, I've gotta I've gotta admire the the puzzle problem solving of it all. Yeah. They just the that was a mechanically perfectly executed thing and and with such a weird brief can you imagine <laughs> the kind of <laughs> you're a writer i don't know i can't i can't I, remember the writer's name but I, you're a writer and the producer walks in and it's like okay let me tell you what we've got rights to uh this this it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of threads to needle isn't it yeah i, I think that that film must have been a very different film when it was first written because they didn't have any of that and i think it was all added in and slowly mm. built upon they were like okay we need to do this now yeah. Um, I like that it made. Th I like that that first trilogy was Tom Holland's origin story, because now he's the friendly neighbor. Which is clever because you they managed to convince you in the first in the first outing that like that he's already basically had his origin. Yeah, right? because he's you know, done the Uncle, Uncle Ben Ben's thing. He's done the thing. Yeah, yeah. You you kind of that was my thing was I you you it catches it surprises you it kind of comes out of nowhere because you've already seen that you you yeah. know that story already happened so don't worry about it yeah um yeah loved it absolutely loved it i yeah it was it spider-man is on fire going from into the spider-verse to this to the next spider-verse i mean it's just but i don't know the the great games as well and the great games fucking insomniac knocking those out the fucking park yeah um yeah i don't know where it goes from here but it can go anywhere like that's the joy of it i like that they've reduced spider-man back to being because he never really got a fair shakers because i mean but... <laughs> he's no longer he's no longer a rich kid yeah and that's gonna help yeah that's gonna help because we first saw him in civil war 
we first saw him with the big suit and the helping out. And it, be- before we saw him, you know, save an old lady from a mugger, we had him battling Captain America. So he was brought into the big picture really early on, and now that's all sort of gone away. I, I, I know there's some problems with it. You could say the film, like, oh, it's a bit muddled of how do people forget him, how do they do that and stuff. Um, I think they did a good job of explaining that. I like the scene at the end with Happy, because Happy mentioned that he knew Spider-Man. So all the activities that Spider-Man did, yeah, people knew about, but they didn't know... He's just he back to a super identity. Yeah. Which which the great irony, and again, talking about your time traveller, the idea that this character has a secret identity is therefore an interesting quirk of a character in a comic book movie rather than every single comic book movie. Yeah. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Like what what Iron Man did to kind of shift that expectation in the audience that you have to have a secret identity and now, yeah, now we've got a character who where that's the thing that makes them interesting all of a sudden. Yeah. Which would be interesting to see. And there was, I mean, there were easier solutions to the problem than making everybody forget his identity. Um, making everybody forget Mysterio. Or making everybody forget that broadcast. Or just making, there was lots of other things people could forget. Other than, you know. Uh, or just, you know, there was lots of, yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot of things you do. And Doctor Strange, I adore that Doctor Strange is like, uh, ah, fuck it, let's go. Let's do this. I think, although, so there was a trailer. I did watch one of the trailers. Well, he's a character defined by hubris to a point, isn't yeah. he? That's kind of, it's his whole thing. Yeah. I, I, after watching one of the, the trailers, mm. um, there was a scene where Wong tells him to not cast the spell. And then he cast the spell. And I think that is the only thing I would go back and add in to the film. Because Wong now being the Sorcerer Supreme, I think... Strange has got an ego problem there. And I think that's mm. why Strange was willing to cast that spell. Because it does feel a little... He is a bit of a reckless character, but it felt a little too reckless. But mm. I like... Th- that Ooh, recklessness... Sorry, oh my yeah. goodness. He's gone. <laughs> Don't, get... Um, Don't get this on your other podcast. All this fucking dropping your shit. On, a profes- on on my other podcast, we would now professionally perfectly edit that out. But yeah. unfortunately, Matt doesn't listen to this podcast, so uh, that'll all be in the... Uh, I always cut. have a notebook. If there's any, like, timestamps I want to edit out, I've always write it down. Like, stuff doesn't make it to this podcast, you know. I mean, this one, I've written nothing, because it's all going in, like, it's gold. No, I was going to say, um, I was going to say, maybe that's also something they're deliberately kind of pulling that character towards for the... For the way they're going to use him next as well. Yeah. I, that, I, you could see him having to make some stupid choices in the next one for sure. Yeah, I want I want to see him sort of... For me, it felt like his character is annoyed he's no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. And is kind of a bit spiteful about it. And I kind of wanted mm. to see a bit of that in this film to set out. But it, it would probably, it'd probably be in the next film. I don't know what the next film is about. Every shot of the next film just looks absolutely insane. There's no. It's the was it the multiverse? multiverse and it's also it's Raimi, it's Raimi, isn't it? So yeah. it will be insane. Yeah, that's the bit that's exciting. Yeah. There's one. I know one thing about it because someone sent me a picture, no, a, a, a picture of text about the thing. I'm not going to spoil it, but there, there does appear that there's going to be some like mad casting in that film. Yeah, I don't want to know any of that. No. I don't want to know any of that. No. Keep me, keep me in. The, I'm going to keep, keep you in the dark, dark because it's a wonderful thing. I don't know if that's true or anything, but that'd be quite fun. Um, so yeah, because that was a film they were like, it's going to go full horror, and then they were like, oh, okay, nobody wants to see a horror film. It's going to be a little bit scary mm. sometimes, maybe I don't know. 
But um, I don't know when that's coming out. I have no idea about Marvel. Hawkeye was good, though. We talked about Hawkeye since it finished. I can't remember. Hawkeye was good. I don't think yeah. that was nice. Yeah, wasn't it's it? Hawkeye. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a lovely thing to put out this time of year as well? That yeah. time of year, wasn't it? Absolutely Perfect. wonderful. Really, just just so down to the ground. It feels like I. It feels like we're getting two different types of because Marvel was kind of like here's a guy who dresses in iron and shoots terrorists. Uh, and then here's a guy who's a god in space. And then it slowly unraveled into, okay, here's a guy, who, and they're going back in time to kill this guy because he's got magic stones and there's a sorcerer. And, the, and you're like, uh-huh. And now they're kind of going, and here's the multiverse. But also they're going, okay, here's a story about a dude in New York. And here's a story now about Spider-Man who nobody remembers and he's just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And I like that they're sort of, they're still giving us the big, bad, stupid stuff, but also these nice, more grounded things. Especially with the TV, I think the, because superhero grounded stories tend to be better. Like, because characters, it's less spectacle, more grounding. And I like that. I want, I want more character work. I think there's room for both, right? Yeah. And that, and that, and that's why, you know, I'm going to enjoy something like Spider-Man, which is just balls to the wall, money and Mm -hmm. IPs and fucking mad shit and, and a decent enough tale, but also Hawkeye, which is just kind of a lot smaller scale and just as engaging. Yeah. And I like that. I think I think we're entering a really interesting era where you can do both. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's going to be something that we see more and more of with other franchises as well. Like just going big and going small. I think this this perception that like movie is a completely different strata to TV, which is a completely different strata to games. Like I think. I think people are getting very used to experiencing stories that kind of change in scale in the same world. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, like, you know, I'm really excited for I'm excited for more people to be like, oh, it's a game, but also there's a TV show tied in. We've invented this. Shut up. This hasn't <laughs> failed like every three years for the past <laughs> exactly, two decades. Yeah. That's coming. That's coming. I wonder what will be next. Did, did, the Grand Tour did one, didn't they? I have such a, Say again, sorry? The Grand Tour, the Clarkson May Hammond thing. Oh, did they do like a like a little driving game or something? They had a tie-in game. So you would watch the show. You put the disc in for the game. You'd watch a bit of the show. And then when it got to like them driving the lap or something, you'd drive the lap. It was, so, huh. it was a really cool little idea. It did terribly because it wasn't that good of a driving game. But that was such a... That's the challenge, that's isn't a it? fun idea. Maybe because they've okay. they've 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 had the, the Top Gear tracks have been in other games for sure. Yeah. Gran Turismo had the Top Gear test track. I remember it well because I was driving it like I do not recognize this from this perspective at all. <laughs> I have no where the fuck am I going? This is impossible. Which I thought was quite. <laughs> it fun. would have also. I wonder as well from a from a game development point of view, it would have been an interesting one because that was made using Amazon's by Amazon's own internal studio using their own engine. Yeah. Um, and I could see that. Being a really interesting tech demo, kind of. Yeah. Just besides the commercial release, like I bet that was a really interesting. Because it, it came out uh, and it, ha- it, it, cool it test. came out with I think the second season. So as a new episode of the second season came out, you could play it. Yes. As a game, it's just it was a cool little idea. I don't think it, it. Again, it was a seven out of ten. It was an experiment that I enjoyed and was glad I worked. It, it, but it singed your eyebrows a little bit. You know, it wasn't a perfect experiment. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting thing, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. I want DC to get on Marvel's level. That's what I'm looking forward to next. I want DC. I feel sorry for DC fans. They've had like one good movie recently. I'm like, come on, let's do some more. Let's get a couple. 
Birds of Prey was good. Suicide Squad's good. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen any of them, but I Matt loves DC, so <laughs> I, uh, I. I think you'd like. I think you'd like both of those. I think you'd like Bird of Prey and Suicide Squad. I hate James Gunn and anything James Gunn has ever made. Interesting. I'm not Maybe a big not, Guardians um... fan either. I'm like, I'm like uh, I don't like his sort of. Oh, okay. I don't know. He's got an odd style. There's something about it that I'm just like, ooh. No, you're not alone. There's definitely a lot of people who feel that way. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. something just a bit ugh, about James Gunn for me. I don't like his... I don't know. I, mean, I, mean, I love it. When it was that whole Disney told him to fuck off thing, I was like, oh, why? Stop doing that. I like creative people. But I just, I don't really like his shtick, really. Fair enough. Um, isn't, there, isn't there a spin-off of that Suicide Squad as a TV show right yeah, now? Yeah, it's Peacemaker. Yeah, they're doing a TV show of it. John Cena. Similar thing, I think, that it's more kind of small-scale TV show kind of spinning off of a movie, which... That's fun. Yeah. But then again, i got the boys to fill in that hole of watching super people be dicks to each other, so... I love the... I'm saying that. I love the boy. Have you seen the boys? I, I do. I'm really... I have mixed feelings about that, for sure. Like, I, I like it. I think it's pretty well done. It's... It's phenomenally cynical yeah like it hates people in a way that i find a bit exhausting it's a bit like a bit angsty 16 year old who's just realized that there's some bad things in the world right yeah. like it's a bit everything it's a bit sucks. Kind of, it is yeah it really is. and i i don't get me wrong i like some cynicism i i definitely like some stuff that has something to say on like a social justice side of things but it's so relentlessly angry at people and doesn't really i just think it leaves out all the warm you know humanity basically it leaves out the humanity from its story about humanity yeah and it gets a little tiresome because of that i i think yeah i think there's a better balance to strike but it's good i want I, I definitely watch it all and and have and have definitely enjoyed it i like the the world building side of it's very cool yeah like the way the way they they figure out how to pull that together it's good it's a fun, i think it's yeah, it's, it's got that horrible... It's got what I like to call the DC vibe, which is just kind of cynical and just a bit gritty. Uh, there's the... definitely a thing, like, especially for me, like, when I was an actual kind of child-slash-teenager, mm-hmm. I liked DC because that was, like, the grown-up comics. <laughs> and then as an adult, I definitely went, oh, no, they're just a bit mean-spirited a lot yeah. of the time. I like Marvel because it's more grown-up in the sense of actually, like, good and bad and all that stuff. Yeah. I like um, I like Star Trek as a kid, and I like Star Trek now, baby. I don't change. <laughs> that's well, Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek doesn't change. Star Trek is uh, objectively perfect. Um, I'm, I'm rewatching. Time. I'm rewatching Voyager. Uh, hard disagree. I'm on DS Nine again. I'm on new D- another DS Nine watch through at the moment. But I've never seen all of Voyager because it was the one that was hard to watch when I was growing up. So it is a. Uh, it's interesting to see because I was supposed to rewatch the Doctor episode for this podcast, but instead I went and put Voyager on. I was like, no, I'll just watch an episode of Voyager <laughs> instead. But the episode of Voyager was Threshold, which is the worst episode of Voyager. And I sat and thought about it for a while and went, ah, I'll watch Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they invent warp 10 and can literally go anywhere in the universe and it has one curable side effect and they'll never use it again. But if I have to see that creepy fucking Nick one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Um, I've I've got a horrible decision to make coming up actually on Doctor Who. Quick, quick, quickly referring back to Doctor Who. Um, I own all <laughs> Why not? of it. Why not? I own all of it yeah. on physical media. All of it. Yeah. I don't want to own Flux. <laughs> I, so you you have the classic collector's problem. Yeah. Of, do you do you want full collection or? 
Hmm. I mean, the the reality is, let me let me be your friend here, Dan. Let me give you some some advice that will help you out. You don't need Flux is going to be in print and available on physical media for a very long time. Is it? Do you think physical media has got a very long time left? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I think it will. I think it will. So I, th- I think you can take your time. I think you can certainly wait a year until it's like a quarter of the price it yeah. is currently. I mean, I can't I can't take my time you on... Fill, you can backfill the collection, is my point. I you can't... Can definitely sorry, grab it then. On the, on the classic Blu-rays, because they're releasing all of the classics on Blu-ray, you cannot take your fucking time on those. You need to snap those up. Yes. You need to fight other people for those physically. That's my point. Like it's like with me, like with um, because I collect records, and there's definitely like records where I'm like, oh, I I do want that, but I only really want like I want it in the way that I will find it in a record store yeah. ten years from now. I don't need that immediately. I um, I own exactly one record. What's the one record you own? Thomas was alone. Official soundtrack. Oh shit! How did you know? It's uh, Dido still on my mind. That would have taken me a long time to guess. <laughs> I'd have gone on the journey there. Because if you got the record, it's signed, so I've got it on the wall in a frame. Oh, okay. Because I love Dido. Yeah. I ain't gonna fuck it. I like what I like. I've always been lo- <laughs> I like you liking should. things. You should. You should. You should. And speaking you of should. things that I like, I really like the Matrix Re- uh, Resurrections. That's what it's called. Are we moving on? Moving I was going to pulse back to Spider-Man by mentioning my signs, or my, actually it's Kerry's uh, signed Spider-Verse poster on our wall. Yeah, but fuck I you for let's, that. Let's... I've got, wait, hang on, wait, what can I go on? I've got a signed, uh, what, what we do in the shadows. Actually, Rebecca's got it. We're just now going, yeah, well, our partners have got the... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my partner can beat up your partner. My partner's partner. cooler than your partner. <laughs> yeah, it's just Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine Clement and stuff. So it's pretty good. Yeah, there's um, that, is, that is pretty good. That's pretty, that's pretty that's cool. Pretty, I mean, it's not in the Spider Verse, but I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> for the sake of my marriage, it's not good. <laughs> that TV show is excellent. The oh, oh the what we see in the show is TV show. Oh, this is the movie. This is the original. Oh, I know. Movie. I knew. Yeah, I knew what you meant. But the the TV show. I haven't seen excellent. it. I'm saving it. It's different, but just the right way to be worth making. Because if yeah. it was an absolute, it's it's a lot like The Office in that the first episode is very like the movie. You're like, oh, we really just gonna do this again? Yeah. But then very quickly it finds its own. Yeah. Its own way. I like The Office. I watch that a lot as well. There's some things I have permanently on rotation. It's always sunny, it's The Office, and it's better off Ted, the best television show America's ever made. No buggers seen better off Ted. If you haven't yet seen better off Ted, track it down. If you're a fan of anything that Mike Bithell has ever done or I've ever done, you will love it. Interestingly, I've never seen better off Ted. What? Better off off Ted. Ted. And I'm... I've I've never seen better off Ted, and I'm Mike Bithell. How the fuck have you... I swear I told you to see it at some point. I know, Dan, but honestly, when the when the, when you start insulting me for no reason, I, <laughs> I didn't insult you. I was um, just, you know, I'm covering my bases for the future. You bastard! <laughs> you pervert! I don't know. Um, no, you need to you need to watch Better Off Ted. It is the funniest American TV show ever made. Which I know, okay. I know it's not high bar across, but it is like it's it's up there with the best of British. Well, speaking of which, Ted Lasso is the one that I got into over Christmas. Oh, I saw everyone's been told me to get that, but I got it's on Apple or something, and I've got no way of watching it. It is. Yeah, I don't pay Steve Jobs any money. The fuck? I mean, you're not. I doubt you're paying Steve Jobs any money. I bet he's still alive somewhere on a server. Like that, <laughs> like that Nazi from, uh, from, he's, from 
he's trying he's he, he's a uh he's living you, you you're saying he lives in some kind of virtual digital world <laughs> oh is that what you're saying yeah yeah and he can't and he can't make a what copy of himself concept. uh there's only one he's got a certificate to prove it's the real you took my segue and you stabbed me through yeah, the heart with straight it. into it i say oh it's brilliant some sort of metaverse joke bam we're did, you, did you did you see the did, speaking of which did you see the keanu reeves nft video that did the rounds yes i did yeah oh it's glorious he's glorious I like keanu reeves um i do too i do too uh, I don't like the metaverse. I don't want to live in a world without sunshine. Don't worry about it. It's not going to exist, so don't worry about it. It did There's exist. No, it was called no PlayStation Home. Happening. Thank you very fucking much. I mean, I mean, that's the thing is I think, yes, that you're absolutely right. But they're going to basically, a lot of people are going to spend a lot of money to make something almost as good as PlayStation Home and then they're going to give up. I love PlayStation Home. I like to. I used to play chess in it while people ran around. I used to play chess in those. L- we maybe know. played. Maybe we played chess together. We might play chess against each other because there was never a lot of people playing it. No, that was a bad because the PlayStation Home was like a shit second life. Yeah, but the concept of the concept of PlayStation Home was your PlayStation booted into it, and you would be an avatar in a home, and then you would access your games from your shelf and social activities from here. And instead of being like a mm. boring menu, you have like. All of your stuff is. The thing about boring menus is you can get stuff quickly. Yeah, which is and that's all people really want is just to get to their stuff quickly. Yeah. However, mm. I've said I in that era that was such a cool idea. It was like and you're like and you could it get exciting, a, wasn't it? You can get a Sony Bravia TV and throw it down the stairs, and it's, it literally makes like no Large, dents largely or because or of popular movies about the same concept. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, so I, honestly, if, if consoles start doing that, like with how fast the PlayStation loads, I'd, I'd be into it, I'll be honest. I, I like that. I mean, But I think the best people to do it would be Nintendo, because wouldn't you love an Animal Crossing game that is like the default for your uh, like next Nintendo games console? So you boot it up and you're in Animal Crossing and it's just that is the character who plays the game. So you just can boot it and you can turn it option, turn it off if you hate fun. Um, but I'd love an Animal Crossing built into a console. You boot it up and you're like, oh, about Animal Crossing? I could go play Animal Crossing or I could play any of the other games on my Switch. Which is a, yeah. a worse way of getting around. I mean, I was there in that era of the internet where it's like sort of, you got loads of 3D sort of desktops you could install and shit like that. And like, oh, it's the future. You have to like get this paper, paper and scrumple it up. And that's the fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's the thing that communi- the community thing is hilarious <laughs> Jesus wept. Stop saying Jesus wept. <laughs> I think... I, hey, I've I've dabbled. I've I've released a couple of VR games. This stuff is cool. Yeah, but it's you just... released... It, what did you release them for? Uh, we did... I did... I've done three. So we did... Um, uh, we did Earthshape, which was uh, for the Google... Never heard of it. Uh, Daydream. No one did. We Google were Daydream we were a launch title for it, and I think it was canned about three months after it launched. Um, uh, classic Google and then, project. Classic Google project. Um, and then uh, we did, well, actually just before that, we did a, a volume uh, VR spin-off with, um, uh, actually with Stuart Gilray, who passed away, unfortunately, uh, over Christmas. Yeah. Um, which sucks. Fucking COVID's a horrible, horrible piece of shit. Yes, it is. Um, I thought you were talking about the game uh, for a second then. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, and then... And then uh, we did, um, yeah, we just did Arksmith on uh, 
on the Facebook thing. Oh, sorry, Meta. It's the Meta Oculus so now, I, isn't it? So, I've got a headset here. Yeah. Could you make me a VR game, please? <laughs> what, what, what headset have you got? I've got the Vive. Yeah, unfortunately, all of my games are tied to Bespoke, because Volume 1 was a PlayStation VR yeah. exclusive. Yeah. So they're all exclusives to other platforms than the one you have, yeah. so no. I've got the... Sorry. I bought it, Mike. Mike. I I can't unfortunately. Oh, so nice. yeah, don't worry about it. Mike, I want to play them. I do. I do like to be. Yeah, we'll probably do a VR game again at some point. Yeah, right. I've got an idea. I'll pitch it to you later. Um, so <laughs> it's it's like an oh, sorry, office. Sorry, the connection. Block. The connections. <laughs> <laughs> the connections kind of. Oh, uh, so no <laughs> As somebody then who I'm assuming has used many many VR headsets, what's your favorite? What do you think is the best? Uh, the the one that's currently funding any project I'm working on. <laughs> that's, See, the be- that's the best one. That, the right, graphics are better that than is those a, ones. That is a response, right? I'm going to break that response Thank down. It's okay. like, it's funny. It does the thing. Thank you. We understand Thank that you. the world we live in is kind of... You have yeah, to, it's a satirical take on... Uh, the fact on, you actually need to fucking eat. Yeah. I... I, I I get that. I do, yeah. unfortunately. It's a, it's a weakness. It's a weakness. I, no, but I, I understand that. But I cannot be that person, right? <laughs> no, I know I can't. I have never tried and I know I can't be that person. And I think that's the reason that I am going to fade into obscurity much quicker than you. Why? Because whenever it's like, oh, we've got this great idea for a thing, I'm like, will you be involved in it in any way? And they're like, yes. I'm like, then I can't do it. I can't. I can't. If your thing's shit, I need to say it's shit. I can't. Well, if they were like, you could write Doctor Who, but you need to delete everything you've ever said bad about Chris Chibnall, I'd be like, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, so just because we're here, let's let's actually. So yeah. for real, I would say on the vast majority of like collaborations I've had and that I will have in the future, I've. I've not run into a problem about like ever like like no one's ever made me go and delete a tweet. No one's ever made me shut my mouth. It's you know yeah. it's uh, generally it's been okay. I I would say there's definitely like professionalism, which is that I'm not gonna like bad mouth a, a current colleague or even or even colleagues in the past. Like because it's yeah. just you, you build if you build up a reputation for like being awful to people you've worked with and that's something that kind of follows you around and you don't want to do but there's definitely there's there's professionalism but i'm not like i'm not if i had like something like i'll you know i'll say that i think uh the idea of the metaverse and specifically zuckerberg's view of the metaverse is very very silly yeah Um, i would say it's a flaming piece of bullshit that's fine and he should be catapulted over the thames but you and you know know, that i think that's because that's we have a very different level (laughs) <laughs> I think exactly. That's yeah, that's 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 more of us having different volume sliders than it's anything else. But like, I, but my point is, like, I don't. Yeah, I very rarely. I've got a funny story to tell you once we actually have stopped recording about the <laughs> oh, subject. I love but I very rarely have been like told not to talk about something or or been kind of like limited that way. But to be honest, just often, and also I think the other thing that happens, and this is a very human thing, is once you know the people involved in making something, yeah. You you want to be nice about them because they're they're cool people and you like them. You know what I mean, it's the same reason you don't review my games, right? Like I mean, it's, it's... you watched the volume video, right? Did you shit on volume? Oh, I shit on I... volume so hard, man. Oh, that's awesome. I, 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 so actually, I as a rule, we've discussed I, don't... I swear we've discussed this. I well, as a rule, I don't watch any. If if I ever see like a a mate or or even like or even honestly like an acquaintance like 
reviewing any of my work i don't watch it yeah just because i don't want i don't want to kind of it's you know when you've devoted years of your life to working on something i you don't want to see your your mate trash it and it's absolutely your mate's job to trash it so like if they don't like it you you know because i i think i can't remember i don't think it was you doing volume i think it was it might have been like northern lion disliked volume was some someone someone i knew who kind of was not into it um and i was just like okay i'm never watching any reviews or critical work about any of my work ever again because this makes me sad that my mate doesn't like something um and i was like so it's just yeah i just don't do it anymore yeah um and i've seen what's what's funny is especially with like uh written reviews obviously you get the on metacritic you can't avoid the number yeah so i remember one time that a guy i know gave one of my games like a like it was like a three out of ten or something (laughs) and i was like Oh, I didn't need to know that. I didn't need to know that, that was your opinion. I can never bring it up with you. I'll just walk away. <laughs> well, I, I um, mean, but yeah, I don't think we were talking at that point when I was talking about volume and stuff. I don't think we had any contact, really. I mean, I was like, yeah. I think Thomas's lines really fucking good and made it one of my games of the year. And you were like, oh shit, I'm going to watch that video because someone's, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know, watch those videos. I know oh, if if you if you put up a YouTube video, this is obviously how you could absolutely troll me. <laughs> if you put up a YouTube video about my next game, so saying like Mike's new game is the best game I've ever played, <laughs> well, now I'll know it's bullshit. But but if you did that without <laughs> me telling you, I would 100 percent break my rule to watch that video. Um, <laughs> and then you just open it up and say. Hi Mike, how you doing? Your game sucks. Yeah, and that would be uh, that would be uh, absolutely fine. But because it, um, it was quite early on in my YouTube when it sort of came out, and it was before I'd really yeah. settled on how I approach that situation, like tonally. Yeah, because yeah. because you you just you just didn't work for you at all, right? It did because just because you could run through it, and you fixed that Which eventually. Was, but you could just fix it. <laughs> we fixed it in a fucking week because everyone hated that bad. Yeah, it? we really we fixed that very quickly because it was yeah massive oversight. Yeah, because I was excited to play. Also, it, also like, oh. we play test all our games now because of that. Like that was the reason we now are rigorous with our play you testing. Play test that game. We missed that completely. <laughs> we didn't play test that game. No, oh, no, and, and that's the and that's why that got through. We got we 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 taken it to lots of events and that was cool. But basically, so everyone we saw playing the game had played like half an hour to an hour of it yeah. and hadn't got to the cheesing it stage yet i hit the cheesing it stage um, the ground running mate i'm dick that's the that's the problem you're just an arsehole that i mean but that's also that's the thing and i say this <laughs> if anyone's still listening to this <laughs> to like that's something i say to like indies like starting out is like people who are at events they've paid money to be there they're excited because you're there and you make games and that's cool and they're probably a fan of something else you made in the past yeah they're not critical people who you actually can listen to their opinions of because they're going to just be very excited to be playing. Yeah. And your game's not out yet, so it's a new thing, and that's yeah. kind of exciting. There are games I played the, at the, events that I fucking hate, but at the event, I was like, "This is amazing!" Because it's you yeah. know you're in the booth and you've got the and thing you've and always shit. and you've always as a developer you've always got to frame it that way, and and that's why yeah we do the playtesting now we do the playtesting with like the one way mirrors and stuff, mm-hmm. so like. So and and we also will occasionally like obscure what the game is, so people don't know who made it, they don't know what it's about or whatever. Oh, that's nice. And then you get some heartbreakingly honest feedback <laughs> in those circumstances. Um, but you can actually, but then you, at least you're getting that for in like a quiet room, you know, with time to fix it before it hits the, you know, yeah. the audience. So yeah, it's the volume was. I think all, all of our games have been learning experience in different ways, but that was definitely the lesson of volume. Yeah, because I I, 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 I was like, I'm just running through it, and then the checkpoints of resetting the enemy alerts. <laughs> yeah, and I went, uh oh. Yeah, I think I think there's a quote from that video where I said that a whole bunch of people I like got together and made something I didn't. 
Which I... It might... Yeah, because yeah, cause there were a few people you like on that. Had, I, um, uh, Dan's, Dan did the music. Yeah, Dan Ball's in it. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's Dan so cool like. Yeah. You should at some Is point... Stephanie when Sterling you're out of Say again. Did you get in contact with Stephanie Sterling for that one? Shit, yeah, they are in it, yeah. <laughs> it literally, God, it's I a collection of people I really fucking like. I was like... As 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 Friar Tuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'd forgotten they were in that, yeah. So... Again, before I knew them very well. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, um, yeah but no, like. it's... Uh, it, it's... um. Yeah, it, I, if you if you run out of games, go back and try it at some point because I it's a it, it's that one thing. Oh no, no, I, Once I we did fixed that. It became, I, it became no, a I, solid. Oh, you yeah. did, you did. Okay, but that's that's all I always I because that then led into a discussion. This is really fucking boring now, but that led into a discussion like sort of uh, internally of how do we sort of deal with um, like videos of games that kind of go out of date. Mm. And I, you know, well, that's not your problem. That's kind of where we fell on it. Like that's sort of yeah. at the time. And do we put that? Like at some point, yeah, YouTube will nah, delete. You, the... I, I released something and I was asking for money for it. Like ultimately, like yeah. you have every right to apply criticism to that. We got um, we got threatened with suing once at some point from somebody. Sorry about that. I was I'd been drinking. Was... <laughs> no, like somebody like really was like you said our game was really? shit from like two years ago. We're gonna sue you unless you take it down. And I was like no. And I was I sent I forwarded the email to TB. I think TV made a video on it, and they were like, "Okay, sorry." I've never heard of it. Again. I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah. You send that to TV, he would, he would have, uh, he would have had something to say on that subject. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, so that was, uh, yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of thing to be like. If nowadays, if I play an indie game that somebody's clearly put a, a lot of love into, and yeah. I think it's shit, I will not talk about it or think about it or do anything public with it like unless it starts yeah. to be sort of you know unless it's charging a ludicrous amount of money or something and it's sort of like a hype behind it if it's just a little thing i'll be like i'm gonna leave that the steam reviews will let you know what's wrong with it like you don't need me um if it's something I like i tend to send them an email like okay these things um and i've had those emails and those emails suck like when yeah <laughs> i remember with volume like with volume genuinely we we got a couple of those during the reviews yeah it's probably far too candid but no one's listening at this point <laughs> but during the reviews we got like some emails from critics going is there a bug in my version yeah because this doesn't seem like i should be able to do this and you're we like uh why is that a problem so when i say we released the update a week later we actually been working on it for a couple of weeks because we knew it was in the review because we heard it enough from critics that we like we have to get a patch yeah. done for this so, so we 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 knew there was a problem. So, oh, here's can get it done in time. Here's my question: Do you think something like Metacritic then should update because they've got a one and done review policy? If you review a game, that's the review that goes on Metacritic, and if you re-review, I, yeah, it, I don't it doesn't. think any solution's perfect. I think that I think what they're doing is probably the most consumer-friendly version. I think if you did, you could totally do it in other ways, but I think every way you could do it would be open to exploitation. But is it... See, this is the thing. I agree with you if we were having this discussion like five years ago, but now we mm. see games that launch without stores and without microtransactions, and then after the reviews come in, they add that shit yeah. in. So they're That's abusing fair. that sort of I thing. Also, I know developers who specifically don't send out review codes for the first couple of months. Yeah. Because they know they're going to have to put some patches out, so they'll actively like avoid critical analysis, <laughs> which is its own problem, because then... You know, are you are you depriving players of the the consumer information they need? So I don't know. It's it's not a perfect problem. No. I'm lucky in that my games are relatively kind of, I guess, 
linear is the wrong word but kind of they are their their stories with you know beginning middles and ends so it's kind of like it's it's a more known quantity than a lot of games we're unlikely to patch in like serious changes to gameplay yeah. post-release it's not a um, games as a service kind of deal you're not going to be exactly waiting for yeah. spider-man to be added to it for fucking year and a half or whatever um or indeed the matrix or indeed well have you played the matrix game on ps5 i did the unreal demo yeah, yeah it's clever fuck it's nice. me that's amazing <laughs> mm, it's good tech it's really cool tech because i i was i played that because i watched i streamed the game awards it was like <laughs> two in the morning and it was like we've dropped this and i was mm. like well i preloaded it because i saw it was out and i and you know into the ground game industry um and so i had it ready to go and i was like all right let's i was like i'll pop it on and i'll see you know if it's worth cat it's 2 a.m i'm tired and then it was like that little driving chase bit i was like oh this looks pretty actually good i'll, I'll stream this so i started doing that and then it shot showing off a little bit of the tech. I was like, well, that was fun. And I was basically wrapping the stream up. And then it's like, oh, here's a massive open world for you to fuck around in. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, you can like tail back the entire freeway in that game. And it stays as a like tailback. It's amazing. Well, they're, mo- they're modeling the whole thing, aren't they? Yeah. They've got all those AI agents for all vehicles are, you, it, it's, are in play at once. That's amazing. Yeah, I've been trying to bre- push it to limits to break it to see how it works. Um, mm. And so, so yeah, the further away it is the less often they tick it, which means things like uh, traffic jams and stuff will start to break down if you go too far away because they're putting cars over cars. They're like, well, that can't happen, so we've got to get yeah, rid of one of them. They'll knock off the yeah, yeah they'll knock off the collision and stuff. That's interesting. But, yeah, some... yeah, no, it's 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 neat. Like that demo is excellent and, and kind of points to where AAA open world games in general probably will be in a few years, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean, we've got a AAA open world game coming out in. About month, Elden Ring. Oh, I've ne- I have not been this excited for a game in a long time. That's a lie, Psychonauts too. Um, but like, <laughs> like just pure fucking hype for that game. It's like literally just absolutely. R- I think about it so much. I love games, man. Mm. I fucking love video games. You do, don't you? I do. You do. You're in the right job. I do. Right job. I like talking about how much I love. I hate when I don't like a video game. It's the worst yeah, feeling. Like volume. Yeah, it's, it's the worst. What was I played something recently. I, I was like, I was going to do, I recorded it for a video and it was just shit. And I was like, oh no, but I really like the person who makes this. I was, it was John Wick Hex. That's what No, I fucking love John Wick Hex, mate. Yeah, can I have a switch code oh, for did that? We've not way? talked about can it. I have a switch code for that. Second. I want a switch code for that. I ain't got a switch. I, ain't got, I, I saw it was out the Do you want a switch code? No, I'd like a switch code. I shall. No, it's cool. We're only, the person <laughs> I'm going to email about this is only trying to sort through hundreds of job applications at the moment. I'm, I'm sure they'll be very happy. Actually, don't, no, shit, don't bother because I've got it on um, Thiggy. I've got Steam Deck coming soon, so fuck it. Oh, perfect. There fuck you the go. switch. I don't need that piece um, of shit anymore. Yeah, no, we've not, we've, we haven't talked about John Wick. I think no, I do. I love John Wick Hex. Oh, cool. I, I played a lot of it on a stream and I was like, oh, this is like my kind of shit because this is. Oh, that's good. It's just. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I specifically actively don't look into whether mates like our games or not. So I, I'm always surprised when I find out someone likes them. Hang on, wait. Um, I'm going to go through your uh, discography of games and I'm going to tell you if I like them or not. <laughs> I was going to. I was totally about to use the Keanu segue there, but. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I know, but I've decided to. I, yeah, you've only. You've done like. Right, so Thomas was alone. That's how you got on my radar. I've shipped a lot of games, in fairness. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to point out that a lot of them that you've been talking about, none of the VR ones are listed on your games. On your Wikipedia no, they page. wouldn't be because that's you're on Steam, right? No, I'm on Wikipedia. Oh, <laughs> I've not looked at my Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, what, as in me or my company? Yeah, me. Yeah, with so your face. And oh, that is my. Is that what you look like? I genuinely don't look at my Wikipedia. You're wearing a Deus Ex Human Revolution T-shirt. 
I am wearing a Deus Ex human robe. That makes me look like I'm in some way involved in Deus Ex, which I really wasn't. Um, so, so Thomas was alone. We've talked about a lot. It's it's yeah. it's a just a marvelous. It's just something simple done super well. God, you're right. None of the VR games are on. None there, of the VR yeah. games are on there, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's that's because it's such a. It's, can you say how many people played them, or is that breaking the dark arts? I would. I don't tend to talk numbers because oh, okay. it always ends up in some. Yeah, fuck it. Tell me afterwards. I won't tell anyone. I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> what I like is I can say that and you will tell me, and then I won't because I'll forget immediately. And it's oh, you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm banking on it. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Um, but Thomas was alone. Yeah, we've talked about it. it's a good game, mate. You did a good job. Fuck you. Uh, volume we've talked about just then. You not a fan. You you shattered bed. I it got better. But like it was one of those like when it came out because I that was when I was really trying with YouTube and I was getting new games and trying to push as much shit as possible, and it was a difficult time. Do you know what's weird? The game. VR games are in the description I'm seeing. They're just not in the uh, list. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> this needs an edit. Come on, get on that. People <laughs> listen to this. Um, you level design on games such as Tack and the Guardians of Gross, Invincible Tiger, True. The Legend of Hangto, iCarly! <laughs> I did work on iCarly. The iCarly game I worked on the be- DS one. became like a meme in Brazil. <laughs> no, it was I worked on the oh. I worked on the Wii one. Oh. On the, uh, oh. On the console. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, 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 that's. Um, yeah, 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 Subsurface and Quarantine Circular, I've talked about how I think they're really good examples of narrative games. Um, because they're just unashamedly narrative games. Yeah. A lot of narrative games try to hide the fact they're narrative games. And I, I like it when it's just like, look, you're here to fucking do it. Like um, Disco Elysium, which uh, I've got to get around to fucking playing at some point. I'm saving it for the Steam I deck. still need to properly play that. Yeah. I need to, I, I've, I've got it, I think, on a couple of platforms. I've just not, not got around to it yet. I'm really annoyed now because I'm looking through the last the last two, John Hex and Soul Terror Conspiracy. I've gone on the record and say I've really enjoyed so I enjoyed pretty much everything you did except volume, which is good. It means you're getting better. Yeah, that's not a bad batting average. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you had, you had, well done, you, you had your, you know, your good start and you had your difficult second album and now you're bashing out some good stuff. That is what volume definitely was, yeah. was it was a difficult second album. But I'm proud of it still. And, and it's got it's got an audience. Like there are people still who come up to me and that's the one they love me for. Because um, so they're shit it. at stealth games, Mike, and it's the only one they can beat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I came, I, maybe they just gave me a chance. I, no, I came into it coming off of doing all the European extreme VR challenges in Metal Gear Solid Two Subsistence. You know, yeah, I'll do it, and you can see the Metal Gear influence there. Like it's, oh yeah, of course. Uh, but like, yeah, I always, I joke, I joke. It's my Jackie Brown. It's the one <laughs> that people sometimes pretend they love the most, but actually, come on. Now. Um, although I used to say that, but then I rewatched Jackie Brown recently and absolutely loved it. So yeah. it's like I don't even know why I think anymore. Anyway. <laughs> you don't even... I was trying. I was... You know what else I love? I was gonna... Wait, one more thing. I was going to say I hated a game oh. recently, but I'm trying to remember what it was, and I was so disappointed by well, it. Then don't don't you don't need to you know you don't need to criticize that game. You can leave it. The person who made that guy a game might be the one person still listening to this podcast. <laughs> I can't remember um, shit. It was a, it's, a, it's just bugging me. It's, it gets in my brain. It gets in my brain, man. I've not played any of your VR ones because you released them for headsets. I do one for the not the index. I don't. I have the index, but my glasses don't fit in it, which is irritating. And I got new smaller yeah. glasses, and they still don't fit in the fucking thing. But the um the HTC Vive's my shit. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll 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 let people know, and we'll get we'll get that sorted yeah, for you immediately. Thanks. I mean, you patched volume um, for me. You might as well do. Uh... 
<laughs> little busy for the next few years, unfortunately. Otherwise, uh, yeah, otherwise a bit. Um, uh, I saw the Matrix. Just <laughs> saw about the Matrix. So spoilers for that. Full spoilers for the Matrix. This has gone on far too long, and I'm loving it. Um, this has just become a chat. I like that. You can tell when we haven't recorded for a while. It's nice. Yeah, we got to catch up on stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, you liked it. I adored you it, man. It. Yeah, me too. I adored too. it, and I, I, I understand the criticism. I'm in the same boat. I, I think the the action's not where it oh, could be. Totally get anyone who's disappointed by that. Yeah, I, um, I think I can under. There's not the kind of the poetic visual stuff that is in that is elsewhere. Totally get anyone criticizing that. Yeah. But I think it's perfect. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I've never mm. seen a film go between. I think it's got some real awful trash in it, but I still think it's perfect. It's it's such a. So I, I did. Did you do a rewatch before you went to see it? Same. Did you rewatch the first three before you went to see um, it? No, but the um, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies podcast that I love, um, they'd done they'd done a, like a full kind of YouTube watch along kind of thing with it. So I'd I'd kind of seen lots and lots of clips of it just before. So so you got and, somebody and else watched... to watch it for you. <laughs> well, no, yes, but I, I think I, I think I watched it. No, because I watched it when it all went up on in HD a couple of years ago. So I I watched it then as well. Ah. So I I was all fresh. It was fresh in my mind. I busted out my sure. Blu-rays. I busted out my projector, and I went through Matrixes one, two, and three in a day. Interesting. <laughs> That's heavy. Um, it's a lot. It was a weird rewatch because Matrix One is a sublime, wonderful film. Well, no, no, they don't need to talk yes. about it. It's wonderful. I did not like two on the rewatch. Interesting. Because I remember seeing two twice in the cinema. I adored it when I first saw it, but now I'm watching it. I'm like, none of these fights actually have any meaning. There's just a gap in the script. And a lot of the Mm. fights is just like, oh, we just fly away from it. And it sort of fights for... That is true in in Reloaded. Yeah, it sort of fights for fight's sake. And the CGI hasn't really held up. There's a lot of joins that you can see. And when Mm. it hits the PlayStation 3 visuals of the big burly brawl, you're like, okay... And then they're doing it practically, and you're like, oh, that's working really nicely. And then there's a bit of CGI, you're like, oh, no, you needed to not put this full, you know, you know, when you, you hide the big monster CGI behind the smoke so it looks more realistic. Yeah. This is like full frontal fake Keanu Reeves just doing weird shit. Full frontal. Full frontal. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, it was the, this was the, the director's cut. Um, but yeah, I just kind of sat through and went, eh. and then I watched the third one, and I really liked the third one, which I didn't like when I first saw it. Because, but I need to go back. I do need to watch the third one again because that's less fresh in my memory. It's sort of because I came into going, oh, they didn't really do philosophy and they didn't really do anything, but like going into it knowing what kind of film it would be, mm. made it a much better film. And I think the Zion fight is exhausting, but I think it's good. I've seen a lot of people say mm. that that big, it's so long and it just kind of. That's the point, though. Yeah, isn't it? isn't it meant to be like a tiring, exhausting? Kind yeah, of thing? that has got the visual of the the sentinels coming in when they just sort of like they've been swarming in phrases, then they just swarm in. It's amazing, um, and I love the yeah, I, I kind of love that film. I kind of I thought it was a lot better. I, I, the ending's just a bit of a weird downer thing, but um, I think that's why I like the fourth one. The fourth one felt like a. A new, I mean, because it was basically a new ending. It felt like um, I can't remember who did, was it. Lana Wachowski who did the fourth one. I think it was Lana. Yeah, because yeah. the Wachowskis have got a hell of a 
mixed record. I I I find something to love in all of them. I've not seen all. Speed, speed, speed Racer, Racer is shit. If you say a bad one about Speed Racer, I'll fight you. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's one of my favorite it's movies. It's a magical like, film. I think it's it's beautiful. It's the first. It's the first thing I play on any new t- t- TV oh, or new it used hard, to be sp- new hardware, new audio setup, whatever. Um, it's the first thing that goes in the drive. Spider Verse replaced that for me. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, Spider Verse. Yeah. Oh shit! I need to watch. I need to watch Spider Verse again. Now I've got a new sound system. <laughs> yes. Okay. Point taken. Yeah, Spider Verse is the one that replaced it for me. But for ages, it was the one that I would put on because it's just bright and asleep. But I love that it plays the trope of you know the good guy's going to win the race, but it's about. It's not about that. The film's not about the good guy winning the race. It's about... It doesn't matter. We're not talking about Space Race. It's a great fucking film. You should watch if you haven't. Um, some of the other stuff's a bit mixed. I really didn't like Sense8. I, Sense8, it just irritated me. <laughs> I know I know a lot of people like Sense8. I can't stand it. Um, mm. I found it long and dull. And I was like... Oh. And I've, I, I only, Admittedly, I've only seen like the first few episodes of it. But it really didn't grab me. Um, even though it's got Martha Jones in it, who I love. <laughs> um, but yeah, so going into this one, it was kind of a, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Like, let's see if it's a thing. And it felt like Lana looked at the Matrix films and went, everything's shit right now. What if I add a happy ending onto the Matrix? Mm. And you know what? Yeah, go for it. Fuck it. I love a happy ending. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Why not? You yeah. don't have to watch this film. You can pretend it's not count. I don't give a shit. That's what I do with most of fucking Doctor Who these days. Like, yeah, and I love Doctor Who. Like, it's, a, it's just a a happy ending that is broken and confusing and bad and great and wonderful and the chemistry between Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss is actually in this film for the first time that's a slot mm. the first three is that not something that's in the older movies no. did you were going back and watching <laughs> it it's not, not there they have barely have any scenes to really they're sort of they're like <laughs> they're in love because the oracle said and trinity loves this person and it's sort of there's not much going on and in this right, one, it was gotcha. so warm and kind. And I just felt coming off of 2021, which I'm labeling the worst year of my fucking life. I struggled so hard through it. It was a slog of a fucking year. And it just was a happy ending to one of my favorite franchises. And it was just like, here's some fucking nice shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the first act of that film, I think, is arguably better than the first Matrix. It doesn't keep the momentum up very well. But the first act of that film is... A wild ride. Yeah. I was for a while. I was like, I, I, I was like, do you reckon there's a chance like that this film doesn't actually connect to the other three, and the Matrix isn't real, and this is just a guy who's a lunatic? <laughs> that would be an angle. I was like, but it speaks to it speaks to how wild a director she is. That, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that totally would have not been surprised. By I that. would have been surprised, but also like, you know, you're like, yeah, that sounds like it's a like it's believable. Film. It's a believable premise. Yeah. yeah. That's a real, yeah. So that first act, I really was like, I don't actually know what we're doing in this film. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm watching it. And I'm not sure where you're going with it, even though you're... St- and then there was stuff like, they were like, well, they're calling The Matrix a game. And I understand that's they, so they can get coding into it, but is that... And then they show, like, they're showing a film on the thing. It's like, look, this is a cutscene from your game. And I'm like... Clearly a film. Unless... But, 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 but you could go into the law, can you? And you could go, well, if this is actually a method of kind of explaining away any weird dreams people have, 
that in this in this world they've basically games consoles run graphics at yeah absolute photorealism as introducing that concept to the population of like a simulation being as real as real life makes sense in the context of the film yeah. right it's very clever it was yeah it's full of I feel like a lot of people watched it and were expecting kung fu people going, well, what if you're not real conversations? And it was... A- I think, yeah, that people were expecting like a conventional more of the same scene, which is exactly what it's rebelling against yeah. and constantly references like that this is not what this is. Yeah, um, and I, lo- I I adored the the op- the lines early on, like Warner Bros is forcing us to make a sequel and fuck it, we might as well make it or they'll hand it off to some piece of shit that will ruin it. Like they literally have a conversation where they say Warner Bros wants a sequel. To Keanu Reeves' game, um, and I, I, yeah, the the because I was like, oh, that's getting a bit. Is that doing like because there's like clever occasional winking meta that I'm a fan of, and then there's current Rick and Morty meta, which is just <clears throat> overdone. <clears throat> did you did you pick up on the meta of one of the casting choices? What casting choice? Because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go into this because you'll get a thrill. Fucking hell, hit me with it if there's anything. Because it took me the second rewatch to work out that um, why they. Uh, sorry, no, you tell yours. Fuck it. <laughs> if I say Chad, does that mean anything to you? No. Wait, his uh, Trinity's okay. Trinity's wait, Trinity, Trinity's uh, stand-in husband, husband and right? Chad is the opposite of the incel, isn't it? So there's that level. That's the there. level I was thinking of. What's the other level? There are so there are three levels to Holy this, shit. and it's beautiful. Okay, so Chad, obviously, yes, is a name that is the the Chad, right? Yeah. The the as you said, the opposite of the incel, the kind of internet meme. Yeah, it's layer one, and that's where I think ninety five percent of people probably stop. That's where I stopped. <clears throat> Chad is played by someone called Chad Stahelski. Uh-huh. Who is the director of the John Wick franchise? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Which you would know so because he works on John Wick. Yeah, that that guy that guy has specifically uh, told me exactly how he would kill me in a combat situation. <laughs> um, well, so have <laughs> I. Sat and watched. I've sat and watched YouTube videos of ballistics with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, so and he is like Chad. Chad is a real Chad. Yeah. Like if you told me that like the meme was based on him, I'd one hundred percent believe you. <laughs> Uh, he's he's the most masculine man I've ever met. Um, so he's awesome, but he but yeah. So that's that's layer two. Mm. Like oh, his this guy is played by a guy called Chad, and it's a fun little yeah. bit of stunt casting of like a colleague of Keanu's mm-hmm. now. Layer three. What do you think Chad was doing for a living in 1999? I don't know. He was playing Keanu Reeves' stunt double. Oh fuck's sake. <laughs> That's and good. You think is therefore now in crucially the Matrix. You think five percent of people got that? <laughs> I think no. I think at that level, I think no. I think five. I think I think I think there's a level that get the that he's Chad Stahelski. Yeah. Um. But then I think yeah, when people if people don't know his origin story, he was uh, Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix. So you have Keanu Reeves' stunt double playing his stunt double in this movie to Trinity to play basically the stand-in husband, right? It's fucking incredible. Isn't that amazing? This I knew you'd enjoy that. That's why I had to go into wonderful. it. It does include a name drop, so it's the best kind of story. <laughs> uh, yes, I know him. But <laughs> and he has time to kill me, yeah. Because I, I was sat, and, and that was an interesting moment for me when I was watching it, because I was like, because it just obviously knocked me out of the film completely. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Chad. <laughs> <laughs> it's <my friend. laughs> play Chad. <laughs> I, he's, yeah. 
I, I it would be it would be overly boastful to say he was a mate, but I, I did meet him. Um, but yeah, he's. Um, I thought that was fun. I enjoyed that joke. That is a, yeah. uh, and it makes perfect sense. And that's why they have a little bit where he fights uh, Trinity because he's a fantastic martial artist. Oh, shit. That's a... See, that's, that, it's got that level of thought in that film. Because the yeah. reaction a lot of people have seen, like uh, early reviews were like, yeah, they tossed this out in a weekend. But it, it feels <laughs> like... Because I watched it on the second thing, because like, there's so much happening in that film. that there's Because like, I, I when like... Trinity says that um, she showed her husband footage of Trinity and he laughed at me because I don't look anything like that. And I said I thought she looked a bit like me. But that's because she doesn't look like Trinity. She looks like somebody else. They've been given these different faces in the Matrix. That's why. She doesn't actually... But she's seeing herself as Trinity because she's slowly breaking through. Yeah. I didn't get that until the second rewatch. I'm like, oh, there's so many little bits in this film that I'm going to watch and rewatch and slowly pick up it's on. One, it's one, and that, that's exactly, I think that's one of the reasons the first movie did so well was, I think, and again, like, this is where I feel so stupid describing this to, like, someone in their 20s now. Yeah. But, like, it was one of the first, like, it was it was released on, like, VHS and then DVD, and DVD was, like, the first high-fidelity home Yeah entertainment we had even that was not high you'd laugh at the quality of that now as a kid but like the height it was the first time you could kind of pause a video (laughs) and like look at details and play it in slow motion and like all of that stuff so it was the first film that people or first kind of era of films where people really picked up on i remember as a kid like obsessing over that was like the first dvd my dad got for his dvd player and stuff (laughs) And like, just going sorry through... for older people. For you, sorry for younger people. If you pause a VHS, a video cassette tape, or whatever the fuck they are, um, the image would generally be jittery or would have like some distortion over it. It's hard yeah, to read or see not... details. It's the first time people kind of frame by framed the yeah. movie. Basically, was that era, and it's and or like normal people with normal quality VCRs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that, that I think that was a big part of it. it. Was the Matrix was a film you watched o- as a teenager over oh, and so over many and times. over again. So many times. And, and it's interesting going going to this one and and just yeah. When I imagined it in my mind's eye earlier, it was it was genuinely like a better movie because I think that I, I said it on Twitter. It was the first time I watched it through, I was definitely trying to work out and unpack like what's going on. What's the story here? Yeah. And then that second time you've just got room to enjoy the philosophy and the kind of the, the thematic stuff and the relationship stuff. And it's just, it's just a better movie if you're not wondering what happens yeah. next. And, and I, and looking back, I wonder if that's true of the very first one. Cause I remember the first time I watched it, it confused it. Actually, I remember the first time I watched it. That's weird. That I can remember this, but I remember I bought an X rental VHS uh-huh. And because I couldn't afford like a new one, so, and I'm so that's where you where you used to be able to hey kids you used to be able to <laughs> buy a used VHS tape and it would, they were always like scratched to shit and just terrible copies of films. But I remember buying it like in like the early morning on a weekday, like I was must have been off school or something, must have been a school holiday, watching it, being blown away by it and confused and fascinated yeah. and then when my dad got home from work making him watch it with me <laughs> so i watched it twice the first day i watched it. oh see so i've got almost the exact opposite story go my on. dad went to see it in the cinema with my mum and they came back and my dad went get cut on i've got to see you've got to come see this film huh. my mum didn't have a fucking clue what it was about so I wanted to go again to try and work it out. Still doesn't have a fucking clue what going in in the Matrix, my mom. <laughs> um, but my dad was like, no, you need to say... And it's an 18. And he was like, 
I remember going up and thinking, be like, I know this is 18, but my son needs to see this film. And the guy was like, yeah, I work at an Odeon. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And so I, because it was an 18 when it first released, if I remember rightly. Was it yeah. really? Huh. Um, and I remember that film was like, holy shit. Because I was like I think 10. it was, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was also the exact right moment in 1999. And this is again, like, it's it's these things of like, when, when things come out matters to like how well they're remembered. Like yeah. in 1999, you know, a teenager, their their, I guess it would have been a lot of dads, but let's say their parents more generally would have been the generation that were brought up on like '80s action movies, yeah. and then and so it kind of felt like one of those kind of transitional things where a bunch of people who like been obsessed with like '80s action or late '70s, early '80s action, then they have kids. Then those kids become old enough to be into those kind of movies. It became one of those bridging films that I feel like a lot of fathers and sons watched that, and a lot of well, just yeah, whatever genders. Like it, it, it was, it was, a, it was definitely one of those parent passing on to the child kind of there things. There were there were which gave it that two energy. films ever that my dad came back from the cinema and immediately took me to see. It was the mm. Matrix and the Fifth Element. That was the two. My dad was like, "You have to see this film. It's amazing." That was the two, and uh, I love the fifth element. Yeah. So fuck it. See, I've I've not seen it. I need to see. You've that. not seen the fifth element. I've not got around to You've it. You've not seen see the fifth element. I've I've seen one through four. You've not seen know. the fifth element. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take it back, Mike. You have inappropriately touched me. You've inappropriately touched my heart in a bad oh, way. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> You haven't seen The Fifth Element. Hey, listeners, who are in the you two and a half hour you mark. Haven't seen, I was going to get so much work done this you evening. You haven't seen oh, The well. Fifth Element. How have you not seen The Fifth Element? I just haven't got around to it. There's a lot of films. Yeah, but they're not as good as The that's Fifth fair. Element. That's fair. The Fifth Element is... I, it's the best-looking science fiction film. You're going to fucking kick your own face off for not have seen it sooner. Probably that that I believe that I believe because I've got a lot of I've got I've had you're not the first person to do an intervention on me. <laughs> um, it's like that might be that might be the next episode of my uh, my other podcast. Is, <laughs> is the team walking me through that? You need to see the today now I immediately. Should. It's on fucking something. You can watch it, mate. It's two and two and a half hours into the call. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> You, you write it down somewhere. I, I'm going to text you every day from here on out and say, "Have you seen the Fifth Element yet?" And you, on the next podcast in Easter, when we you. see the fucking Sea Devils or whatever come back, you're going to go, "Why the fuck haven't I seen the Fifth Element yet?" And it's going to ruin your There's next game because you're going to be want to copy its visual style. It's got Lee Evans in it, mate. I do like a bit. It's of Lee got Evans. Lee Evans. God, I've not thought about Lee Evans in about ten years. I, I've got his autobiography of Christmas. I love Lee Evans. What's he up to now? Is he still doing? Hey, retired, mate. He... Retired. Going to spend time oh. with his family. Oh, fair yeah. play. Did one final show. Went. Yeah, I'm done. I think he's doing a bit of. He occasionally does a bit of acting and stuff. He likes his theatre because he's acting. It's he's good. He's a great fucking actor, Lee Evans. He is. I remember what was the film he did where as a guy who recorded his whole life, it's like a sci-fi movie. I can't remember. It was a guy who was accused. You've seen was, that? Was you've not seen the fucking Fifth Element. Uh, what was that film called? It was. A, it was. A, it was. The premise was it was a guy who'd been accused of like a terrible thing, and was and that he was not guilty of. So he recorded, he recorded his entire life, 
like on on vhs tapes and then of course because movies one of those tapes disappears and he's accused of a new crime that's a great that that's a great concept for a movie um you'd watch that yeah i mean i've legitimately never ever ever heard of that film so that's interesting No, i've not seen it since i was a kid i'm gonna have to have you seen mouse hunt (laughs) we're both on the imdb page Um, i'm on wikipedia i I have seen mouse hunt's the fucking funny shit if you've not seen mouse hunt i'm gonna say to you this now it's live action tom and jerry but done better than the majority of tom and jerry and tom is lee evans and what's his face um Fuck, what's his name? Uh, Nathan Lane. I love Nathan Lane. Oh, my God. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Apparently, it's not very good, so possibly it's a rubbish film. <laughs> Apologies. Um, as a teenager, I thought it was great. But that might be because I was stupid. Teenager. As a child, I thought Mouse Hunt and the Fifth Element were the funniest fucking films ever made. And I'm right. Fifth Element's so good, man. It's so... Because they got What's-His-Face to do the costumes and the alien designs and stuff, wasn't it? What's-His-Name? Say again? They got a... Oh, is it it Mobius? Probably Mobius. No, they got got fucking... uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Jean-Paul Gaultier did all the costume design. So it's all fucking mad shit, and it's amazing. (laughs) It's the best. It's such a good... Oh, my God, if you haven't seen that. Oh, I'm envious of you. I'm so jealous. I'm genuinely I'll get to upset it. that I can't watch the film for the first time. But then again, I saw it when I was like fucking eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't really properly see it too much later on when I actually understood what the fuck was going on. But I adored it and I adored the visuals and it's got... Oh man, it's one of my favourite films of all time. Ever. There you go. Homework. Matrix is good too. I mean, I'm not going to put Matrix 4 as one of my favourite films of all time ever. But as a happy cap on the old Matrixy time. Oh, you've sent me a link. Oh my goodness, I didn't know you did that. Sent you the, sent you the trailer. Oh, sent me the trailer. Freeze frame. I'm going to pause the shit out of that. I, I freeze framed it. <laughs> I free- Actually, I'm going to bookmark it because otherwise it's going to try and load and my internet is shit. That's the sequel. What, bookmark it? That bookmark, <laughs> freeze frame, bookmark, <laughs> and then the uh, the last one is called Share It on Twitter. Nice. Um, it's good, yeah, it's, good it's, it's a good trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> powerful stuff. They're doing a fourth one that's like this really interesting postmodern twist on it. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if it'll be well received though. Yeah, it's all about a VHS that comes to life or something. Like mm. God fuck it. I want. We were talking for two and a half hate- hours now. I don't even know what's happening. I hated the 12 frames a second stuff. I loved it. And do you know why I loved it? Really? Yeah, I, I, I'll why explain why I think it's a genius it would move. annoy me. I hated, I hated it as well. But I took all that hate and I pointed it at Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, that's interesting. Your point is that it's meant, it's to, make meant to make you hate Neil Patrick Harris a little bit more. Because he comes into the movie and does that. Yeah, because <laughs> he's been doing, he's been a nice guy all the way through and he's Neil Patrick Harris. So it's hard to sell him as a villain. I'd say, because he's got a lot of... I mean, Dr. Horrible did a beautiful job. You've seen Dr. Horrible, right? Of course. Oh, of course. But you haven't seen the fucking Fifth Element. So I've seen, that, I've seen that, a web series say... made during the writer's strike, but the one of the best science fiction films of all time. I, I, I uh, Dr. Horrible's aged terribly. Never go back and watch it again. I don't again. want to. It's of its time. 
Oh, it's very much of its time. If you go back to that, it's uh, it's not so. The commentary is great though. The commentary the soundtrack. I listen to that all the time. Okay. Um, have you seen Valerian? Yes. Yeah. Why the fuck did you watch Valerian and not The Fifth Element? That's a good question. <laughs> I was asking myself that question as I you was know, watching Valerian. You know how the opening of Valerian Amazing is the opening best of thing. Valerian, Fifth Element oh, is... Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same Fifth thing. Fifth Element yeah, is yeah, the yeah. whole film of that. It's that energy. It's that that level of monster design. It. It's got that... I know, You've talked me into it. It's that... Text me, text me once a day for the next week and I will then watch it. Okay. I'm going to start by texting you now. I'm going to set an alarm oh. as well. <laughs> you will as well, won't you? Yep. <laughs> And send. <laughs> I'll also send you uh, a gif of a minion to annoy you into watching it. No, oh, come on now. That's that's an overstep. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has received a gif of a minion. Uh, oh, let's have a look at your gif of a minion. <laughs> oh, that's not even an interesting. No, it's not. They're not going to be. I've got. I'm going to go to the real depths. Of my minion gift folder to just <laughs> You have a folder. <laughs> of course I have a minion gift folder. I'm clearly not okay. No, clearly. Um I the, the the only thing I didn't like about the Matrix was staying through the credits to watch the world's worst after credit scene. That that felt like an intentional that, fucking yeah, way, right? It did. It I respect that. It had the energy of Captain America's white speech thing which was wonderful um it was a great film i know it, a lot of people dislike it a lot of people have said that it doesn't have like its own like unique visual like it doesn't have that scene like you know the first one has got the the, the fight in the uh foyer lobby lobby scene that's the one lobby fight the second one's got the you know your big chasey boy car scene and then the third one's got the yeah. dragon ball z fight in the rain yeah I'd love fucking Lionel Kasky to make a Dragon Ball Z film. Just putting that out into the world. Um, can't be worse than the actual Dragon Ball film. But this, so I've seen yeah. people saying it didn't have that moment. It didn't have that energy. It didn't have that bit that you remember I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Like, not something that just felt like a blowout, massive, interesting thing. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. And I, I don't think it needed it. I think it subverted being a Matrix film by not being a Matrix film, which is what makes it a Matrix film. Sort of the opposite of 10 Cloverfield Lane, where they'll bolt that shit, the Cloverfield mm. logo onto anything. Matrix is very yeah. much... That first film was like a, what the fuck was that? And this feels like that... This feels like a film that public opinion's going to shift on, I feel. Like, to become a lot more positive over time. If that's a thing that even happens anymore. <laughs> Hmm. Unless anyone builds their walls and goes, no, I'm this, I feel this way. I hate Avatar. I did. I, I, Avatar 2, do we think it's going to be good? Do we think it's going to be a success? Have we talked about this before? I, I can't remember. I'm just going to, it's going to, I, 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 I'm, I, I am leaving this call in 10 minutes. Let me throw that out before <laughs> I say this. It's mark your, mark your, mark your watches. The audience knows exactly how wrong I am already but like I, I i'm sticking to that i i really liked avatar well there's always one of and you haven't seen the fifth element but you've seen avatar. i haven't seen the fifth element i i'm 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 actually optimistic about avatar 2 because i just think i mean 
James Cameron gets a lot of stick and a lot of it's very reasonable, but the man makes entertaining movies. Never bet against James Cameron is a rule. Never bet against James Cameron. Yes. I just think that He'll do the great. things it had of that sort of hyper-realistic CGI and it was doing 3D before that was a thing, I mm-hmm. feel like it just can't... Like it, They're trying to set up to be this franchise. He'll do something else. He'll well, do something like, else. They said he's, he's, they're doing new un- ways of filming underwater. I don't really give a shit. I, <laughs> there will be a... I mean, again, it's James Cameron. There'll be a former spectacle that, on top of the movie being a relatively fun action movie with a romantic story in the foreground um that kind of four quadrants movie or whatever they call it um there will be something spectacular visually in it that makes people like tell people oh you have to see that cinema it will it's james again it's james fucking cameron it's gonna be there's gonna be something but and this is my thing i i don't go to the cinema to see spectacular anymore with the era of fran- these sort of big franchise stuff, I know a lot of people are sort of against it and don't like it, but I know that I'm going to go see sort of... It, it feels more like going to the cinema to watch the next episode of a TV show with a massive budget. And kind of... I think that's intentional. I think that's intentional in a lot of the franchises. Yeah. I think that's what they're going I, I, for. They want to make it something you do by default in the same way as you'd watch a TV show by default. I mean, they're yeah. filming, what, the fifth Avatar film right now? I'm just saying... I'm just saying, like, like you said, don't don't bet, don't against, bet against James like, Cameron. But I mean, I'm not gonna. It's gonna work. I'm not gonna go see Avatar two in the cinema. Like, I don't have an interest because I, 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 Mark, I, I, I suspect you might. No, I re- it takes a good film to get me to the cinema. Like, it takes historical <laughs> precedent would imply that you will. But it's a very different world. I mean, it's been 15 years, maybe twice. It's been 15 years. I'm just saying since like. The, the landscape it's, of it's, cinema yeah. has shifted massively, and a lot of things have let just me, changed. Let me put it this way: I think it'll either be a bunch of people like me smugly going, "Really, you were you were expecting a James Cameron movie not to like be the biggest movie ever," or it'll be his downfall. Like, there's there's only two ways it can go, <laughs> and that's kind of interesting. It's yeah. I, why, I'll tell you this: it's not going to be a mediocre success. I don't know. My 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 thing is on. It'll do all right, and then it'll just slowly dwindle off for the next three films. What, when's it out? I think it's this year, the new one. I think it's, I know it's this year, but I'm just not sure. They'll be going for the Christmas release Probably, right now. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm, I, like I said, if I, yeah, it's good. I think it'll, I think it'll be an interesting, I think it might go well. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. see. I, but I did enjoy the first one. Like I, I actually have rewatched it a few times. I've never rewatched like, I it. I must it's an admit. I saw it the first time and kind of came out sort of going, uh I think it's also aged pretty well. Like I, th- like it's it's still it's still it's still Fern Gully with aliens. It's still Pocahontas kind of <laughs> Sega. Pocahontas. Yeah, it's and it's still got those undertones of like, is this okay? Like that's definitely yeah. there. Like it's aged. I'd say it's aged badly politically, but from like a a storytelling action perspective, it's. I think I think it's aged well compared to modern blockbusters. Like I think you look at it and you go, oh, this is a. Just going to point out that the fifth element was made in 1997 and is still the best fucking film ever made. So, I don't know. I haven't seen it. You sick? Have you seen Enchanto at least? Enchanto. What's it? What's the new Disney one? Yeah, that was fantastic. That was amazing. Holy shit, that's an incredible film. That I think that's my favorite Disney film since like fucking. I don't know. You're second person to say that to me in as many Moana days. Or something? Yeah. In their sort of era, 
someone was making the argument to me the other day that it's the it's the it's the best it's definitely the from their perspective i disagree with this but from their perspective it's the best that's been done since like golden era like lion king aladdin i that kind of era and they said there's even an argument you could make that it's possibly better than those films i mean yeah i for me it's closer to like because I, I love Tangled. I love Tangled. So that's the um, thing is Tangled's the one that I always... Tangled and Moana are the two that I really get. Like Frozen's got some banging hmm. songs. I'm not super keen on it. Frozen 2 is shite. Um, and I think it sort of like Disney have become Pixar. Like Pixar's dropped off. I haven't really watched anything of Pixar. The, the last three Pixar films have all hit Disney Plus before cinemas. Because they've just said that... What was the last one? It was the... Um, it was the Soul, which I haven't. One of them can go in water. Oh no, Soul. Soul no, no the... you're right. It was that one. And there was Solbus before that one. And he, both of them, I've not seen either of them. I'm just like, yeah. They're both good. Yeah. They're both good. The next one's I'd the say, girl who turns into a panda. I'd say Soul probably is an older film. And I'd say the other, the, what's it called? Luca. The, yeah. is, that's That feels more, to my mind, that feels more like a very, like a film that's targeted at um, like a quite young audience. Yeah. Or a quite nostalgic for their youth audience, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're both good though. They're both great. Um but tonally distinct, I'd say, from from Disney. I think I think Pixar is aging up on the whole, and I think Disney is still, a f- you know, doing the family kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I liked. I like. I want to just give a shout out and family in the actual sense of fun for kids and adults, yeah. you know, which is often what's missed. You know? I, I'd like to just give a shout out to all the people who fought for everything in that film. I know Disney didn't laugh. The amount of people. That's the thing about Disney. You go, oh, Disney is great, but I know for a fact it was the people who really wanted to make that film. Um, I've seen people saying that to give the... I can't remember her name. Um, the character with all the muscles. Giving her muscles was a big fight. Good fight. It was a great character. I love that film. I don't know what it's called. Is it Enchanto? Is it Encanto? Is it Encanto? I don't know what it's called. It's Encanto, Encanto. I think is how it's pronounced. I, I don't even know. Yeah, I believe so. I don't, literally... <laughs> but, but I'm definitely out of my yeah. depth. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. <laughs> I, think you know. I mean, honestly, if you're still listening, I feel like you'd give me the benefit if of that. If you're still listening... You're at this point very invested in us. I'll tell you what, if you're still yeah. listening, let's give you a treat. Mike's now going to tell you what his next big game is. Go on, Mike. Yeah, so my next big game... Uh, no, I forgot. It's. I'm so tired and I've been in this call so long <laughs> I've genuinely forgotten. Damn! On. Well, on that bombshell... It's time for us to end until sort of Easter. Oh yeah, next episode is the Sea Devils. Do you give a shit? I I will. I am looking forward to the podcast more than I'm looking forward to the episode. Yeah, that's but literally yeah. what's got me through this. We've got two left to go now, Mike, and then we're in the Russell two T Davies more. era with with Russell yeah. Tovey as the Doctor and Russell Tovey as the companion. Just playing all the characters. I'd be Russell okay Tovey that. playing the Master. Uh, he's who I'd want to play me in a movie because I maintain that Russell Tovey is like good-looking me, basically. I can see that. I yeah. would. Uh, I think. I think. I think him. Him or Seth Rogen. I think neither of them could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I'd prefer, but I guess it depends on the kind of movie yeah. you're making about. Well, yeah. thank you for listening to Fuck Yeah Russell Tovey. Uh, Fuck Yeah Russell Tovey. We- Basically, Mike has fallen asleep, and I've had so fucking big fatigue that the I think the energy dropped after the first ten minutes. But I, you know, if you were in for a chat about the games industry and two films that we didn't say we could talk about, then you've had a good time. Um, but yeah, go watch The Matrix if you haven't, and go watch Spider Man if you haven't. And Doctor Who was also there. And Mike, if you don't watch The Fifth Element, I'm going to be genuinely fucked off because that is an amazing film. We'll see how it goes. I hate you sometimes, Mike, but also I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye everybody and stuff and all that and. Ending. 
Bye.